Konnichiwa! Masan Konnichiwa! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the excited episode of Talk to Keiki. Uh, we're back. I'm back from my little trip from Montreal. I got married. Okay, Nasai. Omerito gozaimasu. It was my spouse's birthday a couple days ago. So busy, 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 busy. It was my spouse's uh, birthday, so I locked her up for life. That bitch is stuck. <laughs> no, no, no. We 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 did it the day before. <laughs> True. We did all the activities the day before. So. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Matt, and to join me as always, my co-hi, the man will yell at Angel for anything as long as he's horny. Ethan, what's up? Basically, konnichiwa, genki desu Sounds like you are. Yeah, it's everything's daijobu here. Everything is daijobu. daijobu. I'm tired. Yeah, we're all tired. Oh fuck. Uh, Hanging in there. Yeah, I was glad I was able to catch up on shit. Due to the horrible Airbnb having only one good thing, and that was the Roku TV for Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's solid, dude. And someone left their login info. It's like, yeah, I'm not well, mind. Nah. <laughs> They're watching Dragon Ball, One Piece. Like, ah, well, you're gonna add all this other stuff that you don't. Like, know well, you just ruined their watching history. I did, yeah, I did. They had they were on Overlord season three. They're two episodes behind on. Um, Stepmother's my ex-girlfriend. It's like, oh, well, I'm going ahead. So, yeah, shit out of luck, pal. Fucking idiot. Uh, but, yeah, so I was able to watch some stuff when we weren't going. When you weren't going, are you frozen? Sounds like he's frozen, everybody. Because I'm trying to combine my waters. So that way I'm good. You there, Matt? I'm here. You froze. I didn't hear shit you said after you said, I'm going to. Uh, you fucking just died. You died. It. You died. T- you died, too. <laughs> Mm, I mean, I was here, buddy. No, nah, no, nah, you're you're not on my screen. Nah, shit, you sheen the rude, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, we lost. Well, we lost satellite for a little bit because you know thunderstorms was fucking crazy here. That sucks, dicks, dude. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I have freaking, I'm so grateful. I have fucking. Uh, I have uh, the what's it called? Fiber. I can't imagine what my life would be like now without fiber. I really can't. I can't fathom it at all. Well, I. I'm not doing spectrum, so fuck spectrum. So this is this is As Jim says, fuck spectrum. Yeah, but um like I said, I was able to watch some shit when we weren't walking around or going to comedy shows. So yeah, I was able to catch up outside of high dive. What's this up, dude? Yeah, you know, I'm always behind whenever I fucking go to go on vacation. Like, you're back. No, I'm not. I got another week to go so I can catch up on everything. Yeah, pretty much. So I was like, ah, well like, the backlog wouldn't wouldn't be as bad, so that was Otherwise, we probably would wait till like a couple of days after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I just realized? Shit. I just realized that uh, I forgot to change the, the layout. So we're on somebody else's layout. Yeah, I know. I see the TV party tonight. TV thing. party tonight. Um, I'm not familiar with whoever's. Oh, wait, no. Here, uh, brand. There we go. I can change the brand. I, thought, I was like, can I change the brand in real time? I think I can, right? I think I, I can. can. I think I 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 can. Oh, yeah. No, it's a drop down. So uh, tag it says tag people. I got it. No, there we go. There we go. All tag right, tag oh, it's probably uh fucking penis wrinkle McGee. Fucking uh what's his dick? Uh Marta. Marta. Geisha. It's fucking geisha. Oh hey, you said it, not me. Fucking geisha. There he goes. Marta. Uh, Marta. Hey, you guys can hear the reiteration. Fucking geisha. Uh, uh, there he goes. Talk. Uh, Marta. The, uh, 
Is it going to be everyone? I can't well, do that. you do it. Tag, tag everyone. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I don't know. I just did everyone. All right, there we go. Nope. There we go. I can mute myself. There we go. So we're not fucking going crazy. Geisha, but penis wrinkle? <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get the show on the road, bro, because we're fucking having Let's get the show. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's get the show. Big All righty. Uh, we got some announcements before we begin. Um, the Detective is Already Dead has a season two. Woo! I know. It better be good this time. Like Ric Flair's last dance. Woo! <laughs> oh, that, the dance that shouldn't have happened. That should not have fucking happened. The rest of the card was solid. Yeah, just that still shouldn't have happened. Nah, no, blame Conrad. All right, so now we got some anime adaptation announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Days with my stepsister. Mm. So it's so it's like my step my stepmother. Dude, life. it looks like Marin. It looks like Marin became stepsisters with Gojo, and they like each other. No, so it's like we have a different character. I'm trying to think of what the character. Uh, we have no release date yet, but no one else we're gonna watch it. Wouldn't you agree, Ethan? Probably. Oh yeah, we will watch it. Uh, Sasaki and Peeps is also again a TV anime. Let's read the synopsis. All right. Even though Sasaki's droll corporate life is constantly filled with work, it leaves him tired and unfulfilled at the end of every day. In search of some companionship to fill the emptiness in his life, he visits a pet shop on a whim. Not re- realizing he's about to change his life forever. Rob Schneider is <laughs> a high school girl, rated PG 13. Oh, God. No, after settling on an adorable bird and bringing it home, his new roommate reveals that it's actually an incredible sage from another world who promptly bestows Saki with supernatural powers, as well as the ability to cross between worlds. All, all Sasaki wants to do is use these newfound powers to live in peace and comfort, but there are more than a few colorful characters who might get in the way of that. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We got more. We got more. Uh, saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. Yes, I saw that. Now. That I will watch. And Dark Gathering gets a TV anime in 2023. They didn't say which season. Better not be winter because that's already jam-packed. I know, dude. There's always one season that's fucking jam-packed. Well, I mean, summer's really good. Give that one. <sighs> Say hi, Hello. everybody. Hello. Okay. Hey, it's a kitty. It's a kid. It's a year, almost a year old. My friend hasn't fucking got her goddamn cat yet. Uh, next one is The Dangers in My Heart. Uh, looks like a, it's like it's another rom-com. <laughs> Just another rom-com. Hey, another you know high what? school. That's my, alley. that's my alley, bro. You know me. Exactly. And we're going to end the news part with some sad news. The solo leveling manhua artist Soon Rakjan died. He passed away at 37 years old. I don't think there's a soul in Japan that cares. For the Korean people. 37? Fuck. Yeah, cerebral hemorrhage, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so yeah, that happened on July 23rd. God damn! Oh, you know, somebody. You know, when I see some shit like that, I think to myself, like somebody had the voodoo his ass. Somebody fucking talked to a witch doctor, fucking got one of those like dolls, and fucking just voodooed his ass, dude. But yeah. Anyway, condolence to his friends, family, loved ones. Indeed. It's still, it's still a shame. Regardless. His legacy will. It is, and his legacy will still live on because Solo Leveling is one of the most hypest anime 
uh, that we've heard about recently, and we're very much looking forward to the adaptation that comes out in 2023. Yeah, even my friends tell me, like, yeah, you got to watch it. It's so good. It's like, well, I'm, I'm, I plan to, so don't I've had worry. a buddy for a long time because he read the manga. He's like, for a lo- I swear to God, at least it's been almost two years. He's like, you got to see Solo Leveling. You got to do Solo Leveling. I was like, dude, I don't really read mangas. He's like, you got to read this one. I'm like, all right. I never did. We'll, we'll get but, to it. I mean, it's, it's been hot for a while. Right, right, right. Alrighty, uh, go ahead with your reviews. Oh, I forget that I start. God damn it! Huh. I wasn't prepared. Huh. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I'm not. No, Randy. You're never prepared. <laughs> no, I'm not, Randy. All right, uh, we'll go with Ruby. Um, so you know, I find myself torn because you know I really like Ruby. I really do like it. But it's just like this is like semi canon where this is they go over the beginning of the series and at the beginning of the first three episodes or so, and then our first two and a half episodes, and then by the third episode, you get the the what the series is truly about, and that's fine and dandy. But it's like in my head, like I know they're not gonna bring this back, I don't think they're gonna basically tell everybody to go look at the series, and the series looks like shit, and I don't want to look at it. So like I'm torn because I'm I'm watching a decent story, but you know it's not I, I it's like I know already like there's not gonna be a season two I don't believe, so I'm kind of uh, like well it depends. I'm enjoying Ruby, dude. Like you, if you watch, <laughs> bless you, if you watch this like version of Ruby, like I think you would I think you would have enjoyed it seriously. I think you really would have enjoyed it. Um, <sighs> basically the story is on is um Ruby is in so from what did I what did I explain from the last time. Uh, I explained that um, they ended up going into a dream because of some um, grim that basically goes into your soul and like projects like your most inner like demons and shit and takes over you basically and can kill you through your dreams. And so they uh, in the end, uh, Weiss gets caught up in that uh, at the end of episode three, episode four, they go in, uh, Ruby goes in and she's trying to get there, trying to get there. And, uh, basically, the end of episode four is where she fights Weiss and they have a battle. So the beginning of episode five, she continues to fight Weiss. And basically, she is struggling. She can't fight Weiss. Um, the sensei realizes that. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the sensei. The, she looks, she uses it. Yeah. So the sensei that uses a, a dream catcher staff. Uh, she recognizes this. I don't remember her name, but um, she recognizes this and pulls her out of the dream. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, yeah, she's upset and stuff. And um, she's like, it's fine. You'll have to go back in. No problem. Tell us exactly what you what you what you saw. So she goes over every single thing. As you see, the cat is chilling, 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 chilling. Anyway, so she she goes over everything that's done or that happened, gives a layout. Basically, uh, the deeper she gets in the city, the deeper she gets into Weiss's like soul into her into her her heart and her mind and stuff for the dream. And so um, uh, Blake and Yang. Uh, decide to go in there together because they feel like, oh, you know, we'll help you out since you were struggling the first time, and that's why we're teammates, blah, 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 blah. And so they go in, and using their teamwork, they get farther than they ever have gotten before. And I need to find this clip. I really need to find this clip and show it to you, Matt, because there's a point in... The... All right, Kitty, go. All right, cool. I don't have to worry about heading wise off. Anyway, um, there's a point in the in the town where Ruby's by herself. They split up, and Ruby's by herself, and she encounters, um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, first off, let me find her name, and I don't remember how to pronounce it. Ruby, 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 Ruby. 
Oh, no, I didn't want to freaking click on. I don't want to click that I watched an episode. Son of a fucking bitch. Oh, but, yes, you did. <laughs> I didn't watch episode six yet. It's not out. Um, Priya. So Priya um, and her gang. Let me delete this entry. Delete activity. All right, cool. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, so Priya. Ruby finds a, a imitation of Priya. And Priya and her and her her team decide they jump into this beautiful song. Like it's a really gorgeous song, and it, the and it's in English, and the song is basically like because again Ruby is based off of the different queens of Disney. You know their versions of the queens like Snow White, um, uh, what's her face? Um, like again, I, I, I'm not familiar with all the queens, but they are based on all the queens of of, uh, of Disney. And so it starts going into um, the one part from the one movie i forget, I forget it because i'm not good with this type of shit but like mirror mirror on the wall who's the you know prettiest of the mall whatever the fuck i think that's snow, snow white. white it is snow white yeah so basically the song is um i look in the mirror and like basically mirror mirror on the wall who's the loneliest of them all i am i am and it touches ruby but when you really think about it that song is is a perpetuation of Weiss's feelings that despite the fact that she's striving to be the head of the, of the Weiss family, of the Schnee family, uh, despite the fact that she got into this school, she's constantly fighting her family. And despite the fact that she has wonderful girls around her with Weiss, Yang and Blake, I'm sorry, with Blake, uh, Blake, Ruby and Yang, uh, she feels lonely. And it's a great encapsulation of the of the the real heart of Weiss that she feels alone in those instances. Um, anyway, so basically the episode goes: um, they are being chased around the city by some drones or whatever the fuck, some like robots. And uh, Yang is like, "Hey," and Yang and Ruby are like, "Hey, why don't we just play stupid and let's just we'll get in the castle that way, way easier." So they give themselves up, and Blake <laughs> basically. Um, trails as like you know trailer um so she doesn't get caught so she can get into the castle so she does successfully get in the castle um you see the different uh uh what's it called i forget his name now uh the butler of weiss um but anyway he basically plays the seven dwarves sleepy angry um hungry whatever the fuck they are um so we see sleepy dwarf and we see grumpy dwarf and um they basically duped the sleepy dwarf into thinking, oh, yeah, we're still in here. So basically they use a coin. And I, I, let me go back on the coins. Um, when they are thrown into the dream, you basically get these coins that can turn into anything you need it to turn into. Um, and they're an essence of the, of the sensei. And so they use a coin to make it a marker. Uh, Ruby escapes with Blake and they go traversing in the castle. And the episode ends with uh, Blake and Ruby facing uh weiss in some like weird i guess cellar type of area um but regardless the animation has been great the music has been great um the story is, is solid and, and that's without having ever seen the series so uh, for people that have seen the series or and are invested in the series there must be even a, a greater investment in the series as a whole so good for those people um but yeah it's a solid show you know it's not going to be a world beater but it's great in its own way um so that's that next is we'll go with bakumatsu bad boys um what happened in bakumatsu now uh fuck i don't even remember what the fuck happened in bakumatsu at this stage basically from what i do remember um the gang uh i'm fucking drawing a blank now on what the fuck happened on bakumatsu 
I'm completely drawing a blank. It, and it's not to say that Bakumatsu was bad. It's just it's been so long since I've seen it. Like last Friday, and it's already re- Thursday as we record. Um, what the fuck? I know that Akira, she um ends up facing the the main villain, I guess, in essence, that they've been trying to get after. And during this process, we find out basically that the villain isn't necessarily a villain per se. Like he is still a villain, but basically tries to recruit Akira into like making an allegiance between the Shigunsumi and the, um, and whatever this guy's organization is. Basically he says that the real bad guys are like these extremists that come from the same region he comes from, but he doesn't like the way their tactics either. And he feels that there's like their tactics are fucking up his plans. And so they have a common interest to want to get rid of this like terrorism group, uh, the, the demon masks, the demon masks. So, um, what's it called? Akira, like take some time to think whatever the case is. Now I remember. So the beginning of the episode, let me go back the beginning of the episode um we see the two guys are they here no so we see basically the old guy and the fat guy and they get shit faced and they're asleep and so these guys um these three assassins that pretended to be like new recruits they came in and they were basically um hidden um spies from the from the group and so they go in they're about to kill them and they end up getting saved um by everyone else in the gang and they try to capture them they capture one guy but the other two escape and so um they try to extract information they get a little bit of information out of the guy uh what's his face does um uh sakuya sakuya gets the information from the guy and so Again, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but basically the older man that uses a, a bayonet, he uh, has he was a former, I guess, like like slumlord or something. And his main network was using orphan kids. And we find out that orphan kids, because, again, these people that were trying to assassinate them, they had these like specialty like swords that are like enchanted with dark powers or whatever the fuck. And so we find out that the people that are uh, getting these swords are getting these swords through the through the children of the slums. And so he uses his connections to find out all the data. He finds out that the, the, one of the main people that's that's distributing it is uh, one of his like his brothers, basically. And so um, he asks his brother to like take them all to take them to the um to their leader take me to your leader you know um no so they uh they end up going to i guess some like random abandoned place and they get into a fight um and they you know it's back and forth uh samurai battle so it's pretty cool um and they get the upper hands and earlier in the episode we see um what's called sakuya get into a fight with like a lieutenant from the from the demon masks and um he escapes uh the the lieutenant escapes sakuya doesn't touch him and he goes on his day the uh lieutenant comes to the battle where uh, ishiban boshi and the two other uh samurai are with him he gets into the battle ichiban boshi recognizes the sword that the lieutenant is using as the same sword um of his family's assassin so he chases after him leaves the the three other like guys that were there um to face the other two shinsengumi and so he goes after the guy, battles him briefly, and is able to demask him. And much to his shock, the lieutenant is his brother that he thought was dead. So that was a good twist. And that's where the episode ends off. Right. Um, I didn't do this justice right now explaining it, but it's a really solid series. If you enjoy a little bit of comedy, if you enjoy samurai action with samurai swords, um, and you enjoy magical powers along the way, 
Um, and then again, just a little bit of darkness because again, we have basically every single death row person that was recruited has their own like sad story or dark story so you do get that sprinkle of darkness it's not anything super major but it, it adds to the story um it's not bad so i'm not doing it justice the way that i'm describing it but it, it was good excellent uh next is my isekai life um what is happening my tell me about your life my isekai well i'm not an isekai tell no, me about it my isekai life has been funny so we leave off. Um, I believe I left off during the last ep- during our last podcast with. Um, I'm sorry, we did skip a week. Um, our last podcast is basically he arrives into this town after the mysterious um, after passing this mysterious village that's shrouded in like fog. He arrives into the town of Ricardo and he finds that the town is uh, basically emblazoned in an ice and winter in the middle of summer. Super odd. And so um, everyone is basically saying, like, they weren't prepared for this. This came out of nowhere. They're running out of wood. Um, and the thing that Ricardo is known for that he was basically going there for is for their uh, a renowned restaurant, this, like, world-renowned restaurant. So he eats the food. He basically goes to, like, the, the, the woods. And he, with using his OP powers, he chops up, like, three-quarters of the forest in, like, three hours. <clears throat> It was incredible. And he gets the firewood and he, he's like, well, this would do. And he's like, oh, this wood is too wet. And then he goes, OK, so he dries the wood with his slimes. He's like, well, this would do. They're like, it's too it's too dry. So he's like, all right, slimes, go ahead and put some moisture in the wood, put some moisture. in. he's like, well, this would do. And they're like, oh, it's perfect. Like, where did you get this wood? He's like, I ah, don't worry about it. And he's like, slimes, you have more wood. And they just and there's a fucking fuck ton of wood. And they're like, oh, put, put your moisture on it, slime. So they're good. And they're like, oh, this is fabulous. So he gets the food, he eats the food, and it's great food, right? He's like, oh, this is really good. Like, I understand why people recommended you. And the chef is like, nah, this ain't my best food. And he's like, basically started giving him different tasks that have been plaguing the restaurant and the village. And so, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Yuji was like, okay. He goes on these tasks, easily handles them, comes back. He has another meal. The meal is even better. And he's like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. I'm so glad I did this. And the chef is like, it's still not perfect. He's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, there are these um, there are these bears, basically, that are eating up all the, the good spices. And he's like, leave it to me. So he goes back out a third time and he kills all the fucking monsters in the area. And upon doing this, he discovers a magic stone. Um, which um, magic stones are kind of like a catalyst of, of the show because um, they basically do they basically provide anomalies or um, disruptions in magic, etc. And so um, using the sylph because he's friends with a sylph, uh, a forest sylph, they basically go around the entirety of like the forest that hasn't been cut up for wood and they find 108 different stones. So using his magical powers, he basically defuses the stones, but there's still snow. And he asked the he asked the the sylph like, hey, will these magic stones cause like snow? They're like, yeah. Whenever there's extreme magical disruption uh, in the area, um, it'll cause weather phenomenon, and snow would be one of them. And they mentioned like basically, whenever uh, magic is drained in an area, you find snow. When there's too much magic, a magic potent area, you'll see like volcanoes and fire and shit. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So they basically get to the center. They find that these stones encapsulate the entire circumference of the, of the forest. They, they activate all 108 stones. They get to the center. And Yuji is like, you know, there's nothing that's visible. But something feels off. And so basically, he nukes the fucking forest. He nukes the middle of the forest. And you see this giant fucking crater 
And at the center of the crater is a bunker. And so he opens the bunker. That's where the episode, episode, I think four ends is the bunker. Episode five, they open up the bunker, him, Yuji and the slimes, they jump into the bunker and they find basically these machines that are like otherworldly tech, like not otherworldly, but they haven't seen this tech because it's like, you know, middle age, like almost a lot of isekais are middle age times. Um, but there's tech there making the, making these stones. And he sees two people, they're all frantic, and they see basically that Yuji's explosion caused the fucking tech to be fucked up, and it's no longer working. So they report over to whoever their commander is, and basically Yuji sends his slimes, go after them, find out where they're going, etc. I'm going to go back up to the surface, and I'll follow you as I, you know, using my freaking magic, I can follow, I can trace you, and I'll follow your direction. So he's on the thing, they, they go on their way, and they the slimes end up back in the village, and their leader is the... Um, the mayor from episode four of the creepy village. Um, and so Yuji's like, Oh, okay, well, this isn't good. So he starts listening in and there's plans of like the magic stones or whatever. Basically they want to kill everybody. Long story short, in some capacity, they want to kill everybody. So Yuji's like, yeah, let's not do that. So they go out and they, uh, the mayor forms a search party, sends them out into the forest to try and find the culprit of the explosion. Yuji captures a couple of them and they immediately Hitler themselves. They immediately Nazi themselves. They kill themselves with fucking whatever, some magical fucking thing. Like, you know how, like, the Nazis kill themselves with cyanide when they got caught? Yeah. Yeah, so they did that shit to themselves. They, like, uttered some magic phrase, and blood came out their fucking face, and they died. And so he captures all of them, and all of them do this. And he's like, well, fuck, this is wild. So while he's doing this, there's still his slimes in, like, their location. And the slimes find a library with all their text of, like, whatever association or religion these people are. So the slimes eat up all the books so they can look at them later. They find a treasury room full of gold and treasures. They eat all the treasures. And then by this point, they report to the main, to the main villain, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like all of our shit is gone. And he's like, well, this guy must know about our deathly secret um, to destroy the world. So let's just do it now. And so in order to activate it, everybody has to die. And so they all kill themselves. And this oh, crazy- well, everyone's got to die. Go. Everyone's got to die. So they all kill themselves. And then this crazy power happens where like a fish basically this explosion happens underground and there's like a fissure that happens across the town and a humongous explosion happens a green like green death just explodes right like power powerful explosion yuji's like oh well fuck i gotta contain this so he puts like three barriers down immediately gets his slimes out of there he's trying to contain the barriers but the explosion is too powerful too powerful too powerful and so he comes up on his own volition, he's like, oh, and he's like, he starts going through his like magical book, like screen of like all these different barriers. And he's like, well, let's just make this super barrier. So he makes this super barrier. And as you, he's trying to contain the explosion, you literally see his MP. And this is one of the unique things about the show. You can go into negative MP. And so this guy, like, it's just, it looks like a fucking, like, uh, it looks like a car, like, what's it called? Um, like, meter. It's just like, like 20,000, 21,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, and just going down, 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 down. And his base MP is, I think, like 7,000. And by the time he finishes containing the fucking magic, he's about to die. And he's at negative 49,000 and some change for MP, which is pretty wild. Again, you could, the principle of you going into negative MP. And so, saves the day. He goes back home. He's tired. Wakes up the next day. They're like, hey, you know, you're, you're the savior of the town. We're throwing you a party. Cool. He goes to the party, drinks a little bit. And the chef is like, hey, thanks to you. We were able to get these herbs. So here's our most supreme dish. And he eats the food. And the food, literally, it, he has a psychedelic experience eating the food. 
<laughs> he has a psychedelic experience and goes into a food coma immediately. And you see tears in his eyes. And the chef is like, I've never seen anybody cry over my food. I've never seen somebody go into a coma that quick over my food. And he sleeps the whole night, wakes up the next morning, all's well that ends well, and he goes on his way. Um, so very fun. Very, very fun. I really like Isekai Life because it's a really fun series. Um, Boruto. I should have started with Boruto because Boruto has been quite lame lately. This last episode of Boruto, well, the two episodes. The episode before last was, um, I will say that they do a decent, they do decent portions when they try to pull different fillers now. Like, you know how like filler and Naruto would be really random? Filler and yeah. Boruto is sometimes random, but when they do filler, what they like to do, which I don't mind, is they like to pull um, keys from other filler. So if you've seen the filler, you would recognize it. So in 250, I believe 259, 259, uh, the Uzumaki family goes to an onsen. And it's the same onsen that you see in episode, I think it's like 108 through like 112 or something that uh, Mirai, Kakashi, and Guy Sensei uh, go to. And they end up like, you know, it's a family thing and there's some like ghosts or whatever the fuck. It's cute, but whatever. Um, 260 of Boruto, which is the last episode that just dropped, uh, features Naruto and Kakashi. And so basically Kakashi basically brings Boruto along with him on a shopping trip and he treats him to some dango and Boruto's like, ah, oh, this is fucking lame. Like, what the fuck, bro? And so they observe a like an argument between two like pastry families or whatever, like a, the dango family and, the pa- and like a pastry family. And so he tries to get to the bottom of it. And we find out that the two old men, because there's two old men, um, they're basically heads of the of the firework committee of the village. And so there's supposed to be some sort of um, some sort of uh, what's it called uh, festival in the village. And we find out also, which I, we, you, you wouldn't know this throughout the, the regular series, is that Konoha is now the hidden leaf is is split into two different parts. Now you have the old city, which I imagine is like, you know, with new buildings or sorry, old, you have the new city that is full of skyscrapers and and like the town center, etc. And then you have the old city and the old city is kind of like the old village where you have like the more traditional old school stuff. I know it's boring. I get you. <laughs> no, 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 so, I'm just tired. <laughs> and so <clears throat> they split the village up, which you wouldn't have known. I thought that was an interesting key. But anyway, we get to the story. Long story short. And so the um, the what's it called? The old men used to be best friends. And the their heads of the firework committee. One guy wants to put a firework show for the new city, but the old city's always been in charge of it. They get into some bullshit argument. And we find out basically that the grandchildren of the old men, one daughter, one one granddaughter, um, one granddaughter, sorry, one grandson, are gonna get married, but they can't tell their grandfathers they're gonna get married until they've resolved their family issues. And so um basically Boruto takes it upon himself to try and help, brings them all together nothing works and they're like fuck you no fuck you fuck you no we're gonna put our shit our shit's gonna be better kakashi's like this is fucking lame and by the way i forgot to mention kakashi at the beginning of the episode is reading makeout tactics again right and so um he mentions about oh you know it's sad you know people that can't be in love like i read about that in makeout tactics volume five and uh Boruto's like well what happened at the end of volume five he's like i to be honest I've, i don't know i've never read through the end of volume five because i really wanted to read the original copy the original copy was so bad that pe- that people passed out and the publishing company had to take it off of the bookshelf that's how bad it was sexual whatever the case is and so the granddaughter is like hey funny you should say that and he, she pulls out an original copy of, of that he was looking for she's like i've had this and i can't sell it i was gonna throw it away do you want it 
And he's like, oh. And Boris was like, nope, don't give it to him until he helps you. <laughs> so that was cute. Anyway, so Kakashi, in order to get his book, was like, I got an idea. So he basically dresses up in his cameraman gimmick. Uh, where he doesn't have his mask and everything. You see his full face. And he basically switches out the fireworks. And, you know, they have... Basically, they, they switch out the um, uh, the fireworks, as I said. And they fire them off. They're all great fireworks. But nobody wins. There was, there's a loser. And so, again, they get back to the, to the, to the conference room inside of the... Um, inside of the Hokage's office and everyone's pissed off yelling at each other again. And basically the, you know, the, um, uh, what's it called? Their grandparents, uh, or sorry, the grandchildren say like, we can't get married if you guys are like this. And they didn't know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's one of those cute things where it's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's be friends. Okay. And that was, okay. (laughs) Okay. That was bored. So, and then finally black summoner. So black summoner has been really good. Black Summoner is basically harem without the sex and without the main character wanting to fuck his slave. So it's um, Demon Kid Academy. Not quite. I wouldn't say that. Um, like he doesn't. He doesn't want to fuck him, and it's not. He doesn't want to fuck. He's struggling. Like he wants to fuck, but he knows like he shouldn't fuck. Oh, okay. So he's trying to contain himself. Okay, never mind. That. He has self restraint. Unlike fucking mm. um, Michio, which we'll talk about later. Oh, no, yeah, that's... <laughs> he has self-restraint. And so the episode starts off, basically, uh, it's been a month since um, <clears throat> since Kelvin bought his slave, F. Phil. Um, it's been a month. And so, oh, let me back that up. Basically, in the previous episode, he's able to buy F. Phil. And F. Phil was... He basically she was she was given to the slave trader and the slave trader was excited because she's a half elf. Half elves are rare. rare. He was going to get a lot of money. But Ephil, little did he know, had a curse on her that if anybody touches her, they get burned alive. And so the slave trader's pissed off. He's like, ah, you know, I can't get anybody, blah, 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 blah. And Kelvin sees this and Kelvin asks Malfina, the goddess who he has contracted, like, hey, uh, what do I got to do to break this curse? And she's like, oh, just use your fucking, uh, your extra points and get like the, the, like priestess, priests, like white priest skill or some shit. (laughs) Excuse me. So he does, buys Malfina, or sorry, buys Ephil and treats her immediately right and you know everything's well they're all good whatever they all sleep in the same bed so it's a little awkward because you know he doesn't want to fuck but you know she's hot and so next episode comes and it's been a month i dropped my phone it's been a month since mel uh and kelvin have been together Ephiel uses her skill her extra skills besides the ones that kelvin made her pick out you know um, malfina and kelvin were like you can pick out what you want to be so she ends up being a seamstress, which can be useful. And she ends up being an archer, which is very useful in, in, uh, in their battles. And she has right. like fire magic. Uh, I guess she's like a, has an affinity with fire magic. And so she's like shooting these fucking fire arrows, which nobody, I guess, can shoot. I guess it's a special thing. So good for her. Anyway, they complete a bunch of quests. They're one quest away from joining rank. So basically, Aphil will be a B-rank adventurer, and uh, Kelvin will be an A-rank adventurer. And Angie, who's the receptionist at the guild, is like, hey, why don't we all go on like a date? Right? And Kelvin's like, all right, fine, whatever. So they all go out the next day, and you see beautiful Aphil, and you see Angie. She's kawaii, too. Kelvin's just Kelvin. He's cool, whatever. So they go on a date. They go to a pastry shop. They begin to eat the pastries. And Effio's like, oh, you know, let me feed you. Say, ah. And Angie's like, nope, I'm not going to lose to you. Say, ah. 
And Kelvin's all embarrassed and shit, you know, like, no, whatever, we're in public. And everyone's like, oh, look at him. The new adventure is fucking two hoes. But all of a sudden, this fucking fat prince that looks like uh, Farquhar. <laughs> like, anyway, this fat fuck comes in. <laughs> anyway, this fat fuck that looks like Lord, Lord Farquhar comes into the picture and he's got two fucking buff guys as his bodyguards and he talks shit he's like oh he's like a romance shouldn't be um done in public by peasants and he's like i'll let you off if you give me your two girls they look very pretty and kelvin's like fuck you mean bro and so he fucking basically one shots his two fucking attendants right and he looks at them he's like oh they're only d-ranked they're fucking ass and he looks down at the prince and he fucking holds him down with gravity magic and he's like who the fuck are you and he starts explaining. He's like, why are you here? And he's like, oh, I, w- I came to see a, a, a really powerful adventurer to make him serve under me because I suck <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a prince. And he's like, oh, that powerful adventurer is me. He's like, why don't you join me? He's like, nope, fuck you, kid. And he basically fucking shoves fuck him into the ground. He he's like, fuck you, guy. So he shoves him into the ground. He's like, come on, let's go get more sweets. Okay. So they go get more sweets. Um, the next day, he, oh, before that, actually before that, which is really interesting. That night, um, he's sleeping in bed, and Ephiel is um, awake. And Ephiel's like, Koshijin Sam, are you awake? And uh, Kelvin's like, yeah, what's up? Can't sleep? And she's like, no, it's not that. Whatever. Um, and they start talking, and then Ephiel just comes out, and she's like, you don't see me as a woman. Why don't you see me as a woman? And then Kelvin's like, no, you're not. Like, I do see you as a woman, but like, I don't, you know, I don't want to have sex with you. And she's like, she's like, oh, you should have, you should have sex with the person that you love. And she's like, oh, but I do love you. And she, he's like, huh? And she's like, no, I do love you. You've taken care of me. You saved me. You know, I live a comfortable life under you. You taught me human touch. How can I not love you? Like, I want to fuck you. And she starts crying and everything. And uh, Kelvin's like, you know, it's okay. You're the most prettiest woman that I know. You know, I look at you and I get, you know, just all this nice shit. And that makes uh, F feel better. And Kelvin basically resigns himself. He's like, hey, um, I'm going to buy a house and we're going to get separate rooms because this temptation is too much. And so that's how that ends. She goes to sleep all happy and well. They don't have sex. All's well that ends well. Next day, the guild calls him for, for, some, for some assistance. And right. at first, Kelvin's like, eh. You know, whatever. Basically, he's told that there's a some sort of uh, demon um, in like some hidden bunker, some hidden cave, and that he's he's and the the guild master was like, hey, you know, I wasn't gonna call you, but I heard that you met our prince, and it's almost become an international incident. So, and Kelvin's like, I'm so sorry, I'll do it. And so he goes into the into the the this this like special like dungeon cave thing that's hidden, and we find out from Melfina. Oh, and let me back up real quick before we get to the end of, of the show. Um, Melfina basically leaves Kelvin for a day on the day that he went on a date, and so she goes he goes over she goes over to some church that's on the same planet and speaks to some priestess, and basically we find out in the previous episode that she knows and she's the one who reincarnated the current um the current uh warriors the current heroes there's four heroes in in this like universe i guess and they're all solid but they're not as powerful as kelvin um but they're all solid and basically he tells she tells them like hey you know there's a a sinister force in the west go over to the west and avoid this town because she wants to avoid having kelvin meet the meet the isekai genes etc and so um we find out during an interaction with melfina and kelvin like hey you know um, like, you know, they're good, they're solid, 
but you guys are way better. Like, I wish they were half as talented as you. Like, the Demon Lord would stand no chance. Um, and so as they're going into this uh, this cave, Malfina warns them, like, hey, you know, a demon, the, the shittiest demon is a rank B monster, like, equivalent. Like, so it's pretty, it's not shit, you know, and you're not going to be facing nobody. So he goes into the, he goes into the, the this cave, and we did get a preview of this, at, like, as, like, a post-credit, uh, like, episode two or three or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, he goes into the cave. There's a bunch of skulls and you see this demon there and you see a, a demon girl in chains. And we basically find out that the demon that's there introduces himself as an arc demon, which is a level S fucking issue, um, rank S issue. And so Kelvin's like, who's the girl? And they're like, oh, it's the demon Lord's daughter. And Malfina's like, I didn't know the demon Lord had a daughter. Uh, what the fuck? And so Kelvin's like, we didn't know the demon Lord. Ha- the demon Lord's name is Gerard, by the way. Um, no. Uh, no, Gerard is the is the black hole. Who the fuck is the um? Uh, it's a Spanish name. Gustav. 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 Yeah, the demon lord Gustav. Mao Gustav. And so, like, we didn't know Mao Gustav had a, had a child. And um, the demon lord is like, yeah, you know, he had a lot of enemies, and this was an illegitimate child, and so he buried her away. And so, basically, the arc demon wants to eat Kelvin so he can absorb his power. But not only the power, he wants to absorb Kelvin's form as human, so that way he can unlock um, the chains from the demon, pr- the demon princess, because the demon princess's chains can only be unlocked by a human. And then he wants to devour the demon princess and gain her power, so she- he can become the demon lord. And so immediately they get into a battle. Kelvin's struggling early, but the thing about Kelvin, which is unique, is Kelvin. He's again OP as shit, and so when he faces guys that are pretty good, and he has tr- like trouble with them, and he has a tough battle with them, Kelvin like gets a boner. He gets fucking excited. He's like, I can't wait. Like I may die. This is fucking great. This is tits. I want a fucking battle. Like he's a battle junkie, and so that's where the episode ends with like this sinister, like crazy fucking look on his face. Like I'm gonna fucking fight you. Y'all can't see me, like who are listening on the audio, but I got He's this. Like, uh, rubbing the hands together. In my hands, like, ooh, somebody's gonna fucking die, motherfucker. Anyway, right. so that's how that episode ends. And I think I'm done. Alrighty, 33 minutes later. And I didn't do a good job explaining a couple of the series, but again, uh, I, 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 it's, it's gonna be the same thing for me, so don't even. Dude, I'm, I'm having fun with the series that you're not watching other than Boruto. Boruto's been asked this season. So Bor- besides Boruto, I've had fun with all my series. Ruby has been solid for what it's worth. Bakumatsu has been solid for what it's worth. Black Summoners is, is a low-key favorite of mine that may make top 10. We'll see. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Isekai. Isekai is another solid one. Very fun. Um, that'll probably be in my honorable mentions at minimum as well. So I'm having a good time with the ones that I'm not watching with you. Alrighty. Uh, all right, my turn again, I guess. All right. Uh, devil's up. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Talk about boards. So does that. Oh. Fuck, I know. <laughs> I tell you what. All right, uh, devil's a part timer season two. Uh, we picked up where we left off from the previous, from like the last two episodes. Mao, Emmy, they're on the date though <laughs> with, the, with the baby, Alice Ramos. And uh, yeah, and Emmy's just in her head is like, why does why is Mal give a shit about her? You know, we're not the real parents. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's a hero. He's a demon king. She wants to kill him. <laughs> but yeah, it's more of we get a little more about Mal's backstory. Like he was saved by some angel when he wasn't a king or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And like the power that 
Alice has, it reminds her of that, that angel that saved them. Mm. So that's why Emmy's like, you son of a bitch, you knew, you fuckers. Yeah, and she also has this uh, crystal of this relic from the Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. And that's why our antagonist right now, Gabriel, wants her back to help replenish the Tree of Life. And he's stronger than both of these two. So he beats the crap out of Mao and Emmy for a bit. And uh, what's it called? The baby just yells at Gabriel, like, you're a meaty. He's like, oh, I'm a good guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you're making me sound like a bad guy. Like, you are. Like, that's, that's mean. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Fine. Like, I will. I will pick you up in the morning. And I'll let you spend one day with her. Or I'm going to collect her. Either I, I take her or I take Emmy's sword. Either way, I'm going to cover both of them. I can take one now. I'll come back later. <laughs> but I'm going to get them but both. I, but I'm getting them both. So they're like, fuck it. Like, all right, we're going to leave for now. I'll, like I said, you have until morning. Because once morning comes, ooh, I'm going to take that kid. <laughs> So, and the mouse is pretty much like, well, we're, we're kind of fucked. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, he so he suggests that Emmy and Alice, they stay the nights. That way they're all together. That way when they wake up, they can fight Gabriel. Mm. So, so they had this nice moment where Alice wants Emmy, has Emmy and Mao like right next to each other sleeping on the floor. Mm-hmm. So they, like, oh, they're all, they're all cuddling type of thing. Aww. And then uh, Alice asks... Mao to read her to tell her a story. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he tells more about his past life, but he doesn't say it's it's himself. He just twists the words of Angel and stuff like that around. Mm-hmm. But you know it's him. Mm-hmm. And it made Emmy like kind of like him a bit. <laughs> Even when Alice was passed out, she was like, like trying to egg him on, like, so what happened next? That type of thing. He's like, ah, mm-hmm. none, none of your business. I don't know what you're talking about. It's fake. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to bed. I guess who's in the apartment at 5 a.m.? Uh, Gabriel. Yeah, I was going to say, the guy who wants yeah, to Yeah, he he's, he's just laying there like this, like right next to them as Abby woke up. He's like, like, like who does this? Like, who gets it? It's like, I wasn't bothered. I was going to wait till you wake up. <laughs> Creep. I, I made sure to not bother. I'm not a dick like that. And now, now Mal wakes up, Alice wakes up, and it's like, oh, you guys are awake now. Uh, so, what am I going to take for the day? And they're saying none of it. They start fighting, and then uh, Mao offers to say, you can cut off my head. How about that instead of taking Alice or Emmy's sword? He's like, eh, good idea, good idea, but no. So he starts choking him out. Mm-hmm. And when Emmy drew a sword, Gabriel just slices that thing in half. Like, hey, you know, my sword's better than yours, so step in line, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then Alice, she does, she does gets up. She like, confronts Gabriel right in front of him. Her, the little jewel in her head starts glowing and she fucking headbutts him mm-hmm. out of the apartment. And my issue here was that the animation was shit in this fucking episode. Mm-hmm. And especially during the fights. Like, it may be hard to enjoy it. Like, season one was animated by White Fox and now this one, fucking Studio 3HZ or whatever. Mm-hmm. So while that's going on, the Emmy starts following Alice where she kind of headbutted. I guess she fucking tackled Gabriel out of the apartment. So there's a, there's a hole in the apartment. Uh, Suzuno and Aisha, they're about to go like guard, but Gabriel's, uh, what you call it? Gabriel's soldiers were blocking the area. And Lucius was like, all right, you guys are not going to do shit. Just step aside. Mm-hmm. So remember, he, because he, again, Lucifer was the first like big angel until he got casted down. So mm-hmm. he still has that rank despite that. Despite being with Mao. 
It was like, learn your fucking place, trash ordeal. Uh, so that happened. Uh, Mal eventually starts to fight with Emmy. And Alice says, I want to be with Mama and Papa forever. So this is goodbye for now. So she's here. Disappear. Glow yellow. So you don't know what happened. You don't know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmy's sword is restored. She slashes Gabriel's sword. Makes him retreat for now. And you find out, basically, Alice, while she repaired Emmy's sword, she kind of merged with the sword in her armor. Mm. But Mal didn't know that. Uh, Emmy did. So did Chiho. Eventually, Alice revealed herself to Mao. Like, ah, Papa. And Emmy's like, I only did, I only did that because I want to torture you a little longer. But she insisted on seeing you. Aww. I guess. <laughs> Aww. And then there's a natural credit with uh, Gabriel talking to the angel who is the owner of the KFC. Or JFC, sorry. The JFC. Yeah, so he's talking about, uh, like, like, who stole this original crystal like that? Like, oh, it was Emmy's mother. Mm-hmm. Dung. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Shitty animation, not bad episode. Cool. Cool, cool. All right, summertime rendering. Mm, wow, you're Last not closing with What? I said, wow, you're not closing with this? You know what? I should. All right, I'll close. I was going to say, you normally close with it. Why are you not? Uh, you're right. Uh, I want to give them a chance. You know, I, I'll, I'll go with something else. I'll go with something else. All right. Let's go. Let's go with Shadow's ass. All right. Go ahead. My my memory's gonna be a little shitty with this one. Yeah, we all got one. Like, I'm glad we all I'm got one, buddy. Thank you. Right, um, episode three. It was more of all the suits came out of the mansion. There, they were causing havoc. Uh, some of the dolls had the suit sickness or being devoured by them and all this. And one of the dolls made a giant vacuum. To suck because that's because you basically you gotta clean or like vacuum that type of thing like you're like like a maid you dust and all that shit. Okay, that's how you get rid of them. So they got this giant vacuum to try to get rid of this big thing. Uh, people sucked at operate it, but Emiliko she's like I'm gonna try it. She does eventually get it, and that shadow that shadow's gone. Uh, but one of the other dolls I forgot who which one I think it was Jonathan. Mm. No, sorry, Sean. It was Sean. Uh, he saw that there was someone control. The attic. Mm-hmm. So started to chase her, and she's gone. And uh, when all when the suit was gone, uh, the higher ups of that children chamber they blamed these uh, twin dolls. Mm-hmm. So they took them away for punishment. Mm. And their punishment make them explore the suit, get it, get the sickness, rinse them out with the water so they feel better, and they force them back in. <laughs> Like choking on the water, like making them like drink the water. <laughs> They're good. Now get back in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So fuck that. Uh, but hold on. Now we're gonna go to today's. Uh, basically, uh, the higher the what you call it, the higher ups, the star bearers of that chamber, they're blaming Kate. Mm. So Kate, basically, she. Fucking razors. She she has, she has a short temper. She slammed her head on the de- her hand on the desk. Zars yelling at him like, if Kate was in charge, she would head all this fucking shit. You guys aren't doing anything. Go fuck yourself. All mm. oh, that's like, damn. All right. Okay then. And then basically, you know what? Fine. Fine. If you think you can find the person that's causing this havoc, you do it. Well, I'll go fuck off. Well, of you. You like, fine. You take your fucking doll. You you go find her. If you're wrong, we get to punish you too. <laughs> She's like, fine. All right. Oh, I got it. Deal, I'll be bitch. a star. I'll, I'll I'll be a star bearer for this shit. <laughs> Deal, bitch. Exactly. It was all this, 
And they talk about this uh, doll or shadow that who should not be mentioned, apparently. They you don't know why yet, but uh, they who shall not be mentioned. Not Voldemort, fucking Christmas. They who shall not be named. There we go. That's what I was looking for. They who shall yes. not be named. But, uh, the, but they named the perpetrator Master Row for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, the chase is on. Will Kate and the Mitico find this Master Robe, Lady mm. Intruder? Mm. It is good stuff. Again, my memory is very fucking hazy. But yeah, it, on that, it is very, it is fun. Hey, it happens. Yeah, no, it happens indeed. All right, Isik. Isekai OG sound. All right. All right. I, I love the fucking uncle. Well, I'm sure you do. He talks about how much of a badass he is, but when he's showing his stuff, like, yeah, it's cool, but a- anything that happens after, fucking Tak Takafumi gets disappointed by his actions. Like the Sundere elf, she's like, she wants to take the uncle out to dinner, uh, but he chickens out. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. Fuck this. Mm hmm. Which, because again, he doesn't re- actually know. He doesn't know what a fucking Sudar is because he watches fucking Evangelion. Nah. <laughs> the fucking Evangelion was out before he got Isekai in that coma. Right. So even Takafu was like, So you know who Asuka is, right? He's like, Yes, mm-hmm. but you don't know about the elf who is clearly a fucking Sundari. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, It's just not ring. Really <laughs> so fuck you. That type of face. Like, what the shit? <laughs> Uh, when we meet uh, Takafumi's uh, childhood friends, Sumika, uh, she saw the uncle talking to people and she's like freaked out. And it's like, oh, wait, it's the uncle. And she's trying to get Takafumi to kick him out, like get a real job that you shouldn't be sharing an apartment with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eventually they all warm up to each other. And then we go to the recent episode, uh, Oji san, his, uh, his views are down on YouTube. And they sent him a letter saying, you need these amount of views and these amount of subscribers. Mm-hmm. But in a couple of days, or we're terminating your channel. Mm-hmm. And, you, and Takafu was like, why are we losing followers? And apparently we know why. Because the fucking uncle is starting flame wars on his comment section in his damn videos. Every single one. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to handle trolls. <laughs> and then Takafu was like, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> this is why you are not getting anything. So I, they need to learn their place. My shit, it's not CGI, it's legit, but they don't believe me. Because again, he does his, he does all these powers, but like, hey, it's CGI, fuck this, it's fake. Yeah, right. So eventually he calms down. He's like, so what if I do ask for help? Mm-hmm. Like, I to explain the situation, like, this is my job and all this. And Takafu's like, do you know how trolls react? They're going to devour you. They're going to eat you alive. They're going to use that as fuel to ridicule you. But no, mm-hmm. it was all... Because this is uh, 2018 at, at where they are. It's 2018. So, of course, there's still mm. trolls around. But this is around the time people were also supportive. So he got a shit ton of support. But he needs the views. So, basically, Takafu's like, I'm going to go out real quick. And, of course, Subika, she comes in and the Uncle starts to talk to her. So tell me, tell me how you really feel about my, uh, about my nephew. It's like, tell no, me how you I'm really feel, bro. <laughs> As I, as she says, like, no, like, I don't, I got, I got not to talk to a guy whose romance experiences from fucking Sega games. <laughs> so I was like, like, it's like, it's more of girl talk. So how's the uncle take this? He goes to the other room, and he transforms himself into the elf, the elf girl from the other world, saying that he is Takafumi's aunt. <laughs> They're like, like, oh no, I'm the aunt. But Takafumi knows it's him. Because he knows about, because she doesn't know about his uh, magic. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, it's like, Uncle, is that you? That type of thing. But he's like, idea. Like, we're going to stream right now. But like, don't change. Stay as you are. Stay as this elf form. We're just going to play games on the Sega Saturn. Mm-hmm. So basically, he tricked he tricked him to thinking that he was a VTuber and that female elf is his avatar. Because again, female avatars, they get more viewers. They get more mm-hmm. subscribers. So he used that. And then he, then he read the comments, and then he read the title, and then the uncle got so deflated after, oh, we're only doing this because I was a female form. And Aww. he just starts transforming back to normal. And then fucking Sumika's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, like, where's the ant? Like, that is the ant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was the, the episode. It, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, Angel's been saying that. It's like a, it's like a, it's a comedy, basically. Yeah, I, I enjoy it a lot. All righty. Classroom in the Elite Season 2. All right. The fucking complicated math anime that I, I would oh, No, no, that's done. That part's done. Oh, okay. It's not complicated math anymore. What is it? Complicated no, no, science? No, no, no. What? I said, what is it? Complicated science now? No, no, no. The next exams are basically the athletic festival. Oh, okay. So we're doing that. That's why, and, you know, uh, I saw the previews and they were like in their gym uniforms. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's going on right now. Yeah, cool. And so Ayana Koji tells uh, Kay to basically disagree with Hori Kita on her plan. Because basically she, what Hori wanted to do was she wanted people to not compete in everything. Like, do what you're good at, at but everything else, stay out of it. I don't care if it gives you extra points or it gives you extra grade. If you suck at it, you suck at it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And so Ayana Koji made Kay tell her, hey, like your plan sucks and all this, even though Kay kind of agreed with her. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to cause conflict. Thinks there's a traitor in the classroom, mm-hmm. and the traitor he thinks he knows it is, but no one else does. He does is a uh, Kushida, who is basically like this very friendly. She wants to be friends with everyone, but she has this like second two face side of her. Oh God, she's one of those. I, uh, she, it only came out like twice, <laughs> mm. and I I know the coach was the only one that spotted because he caught her when, she, when he was trying to give her a phone back. Like, well, this is interesting. Like, this is new. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a Koji. He tells Hori about this. Like, this is what's going on. There's a traitor here. We think it's her. Because mm-hmm. he thinks that she, basically she told Class C or the ant, or the basically the main, main antagonist of this one. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his fucking name? Uh, uh, Rokosuke. Sorry. Actually, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong again. Ryuyen. Basically, that's the main baddie for the for the season. Basically, he's like mm. she 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 leaked out the information to him. That's why that's why he got he won the exam the first exam like very quickly like less than a day. That's how we do basically. Mm-hmm. And then um, basically, then we go to the festivals. Stuff is beginning. It's a catastrophe right away. Uh, Hori's ankle mm-hmm. fucked up because she bumped into one of the one of the class C students, mm-hmm. but it it was intentional. And basically, they're doing they're doing the games. Uh, Class D is losing. Uh, one of them gets pissed off because they think this is all set up. Ayana Koji knows this, so he says, "Just play it out." And he tells K, "Like I don't care that we win. I it's more of to get the trader to come out. Mm-hmm. So like I can give a shit about these games. This is not important." And then uh, what you call it? Uh, the big guy in Class D, he was he's he's fuming. He wants to he wants to fight Class C. He wants to beat the shit out of them for cheating and all this. Mm-hmm. And Hori tells him no, so he gets pissed and storms off. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, Cody's like, "Aren't you gonna go get him?" And he's like, "No, he's on port right now." 
And then I uh, coach with this blank stare. It's like, can you stop being useless for once? Oh, I saw that on uh, the preview. Yeah, so it's like, what are you going to stop being useless for a change? Yeah, and, and she's like, and she's, she's like, huh, nanny? She's like, like what? <laughs> like, 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 excuse me? Yeah, you don't talk to me like this. You no, have you never talk to me like that. Guy this. That guy don't give a fuck. <clears throat> and he said, use him like I use you. Mm. As like, oh, so he had, so he actually admitted to her that I I believe okay. So, so he's actually admitted to her that he uses her because mm-hmm. he never really said that to her. Mm-hmm. And in the season one finale, he said it to himself, like how he actually wants to be at the top of the class and he'll use mm-hmm. anyone to get there. And he just kind of blurred that out to her. Like he knows everyone's a fucking pawn to him. Mm-hmm. So she goes to go find him, and one of the classmates from class C says, uh, we need to talk to you. And the person she bumped into from the C class, her ankle's fucking broken. Uh, because because Ryu Yen broke her ankle to make it seem like Hori did it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he'll okay, he will hurt his stu- he will hurt his classmates just so for his personal gain. Because he he runs that whole classroom. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the first season, like he basically he, he spent all his points on this desert island just to throw a party for people because they didn't care. He didn't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Like fuck everyone. This is, like it was a big joke. It was, it's a big joke to him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so like I'll, we'll keep it shush because if I tell your brother who was the student council, who's student council president, you'll get expelled. So how about you give me a million of your, a million points? I'll let it slide. Mm. And then she's like hesitates, like, well, the deal's off, and she's like, wait. So like, okay, no, no, it's not that now. It's a million points, and I need, I want you to grovel to me. Two million points, and I want you to spread your legs. Well, not, not that. <laughs> Basically, yeah, she wa- he wants her to grovel and beg for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I'll wait till after the game for your answer. This Finn comment. Bro, he's such a... He is, yeah. A, yeah. a lot of these classes are a piece of shit. But I can't wait for you, Yen, and Ayana Koji to have that actual confrontation finally, because he's... Like, Ayana Koji's just staying in the background. Mm-hmm. He's watching all this play out. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, because he made he made he made him think that Hori's the mastermind of everything when she's not. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Indeed. All right, now summertime rendering. All right, my All favorite right. listen for when you talk. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the last two episodes because it's very fucking crucial. <laughs> Bro, I hear they're fucking gory too. I've seen that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, motherfucking die. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, we get we get where that's up. Uh, Shinpei woke up after being sniped from the being sniped from a distance. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "What the fuck happened?" But uh, Ushio, she remembers. Yeah, like Ushio has those memories too in every loop. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Like I saw what happened. Like you just fucking got shot in the head and collapsed. Like what the hell happened?" So he didn't know. Like I guess, but it wasn't a shadow bullet. It was a real bullet. And they find out it was from the fucking forearm guy. Uh, what was his name again? He's not. No, no, no. Shide. His name Shide? is Shide. That means die. Yeah. It means death. Death. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? Yeah, so that's what he means. So basically, he shot him with the real bullet after killing the old man in that last loop. And uh, basically, that we find out there's a distance for if a shadow, if there's a shadow of a gun, there's a <laughs> limit to the distance of where it reaches. Mm-hmm. You, basically, 50 meters. And if it passes 50 meters, it's not going to hit. So, so that so that was good info. It's for long range weapons that they if they make a copy of something. Mm-hmm. And then Shide and uh, 
Rain, uh, they're talking about basically since they basically follow wherever he goes now. Basically, for him to die before a loop is if he died before the loop time happened. Like, there's a loop that was like seven o'clock. If he died before that time, he, there's no way for the loop back to it. That time's gone. Man, I so feel like the loops are so intricate. Where it's like, you know, remember when, like when you're like, how did he do it in episode like one or two, and then now it's like, fuck, like like, you got to meet condition A and condition B in order for, for yeah for scenario A to happen. And if C and D happen, then you'll have scenario B. Like, basically, they want to run out of loops and kill and to make him die as early as possible. So mm -hmm. they're trying to make him have less options. Mm -hmm. And in a way, yeah, that's smart. Uh, basically, now we go to yeah. Shinpei wants to confront the shadows. Like basically, meet him, meet him at the schoolyard. We'll fight there. <laughs> meet me in the schoolyard. How about that? Exactly. That's what happens. So Shinpei and the, his crew is there. Uh, the shadow Shide, Hain, the other shadows are there. Hey, they're back. We're gonna fight man to man. You and me, Shide. You and me. They watch. No one interferes. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Fucking the old man gives you this. Gets the sniper. Shoots one of the shadows. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So basically, it was the whole thing was to throw him off, mm -hmm. and then uh, fucking Shida he grabs a gun, like makes a gun, sh sh tries to shoot the old man, but doesn't shoot, doesn't kill him, just grazes his eye. Like, right, so did it? Did it pop out? And you could use that to fucking go back in time too? No, 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 no. Haynes still alive. <laughs> uh, but we know of what Haynes' other eye does. I can't wait till this comes out on Disney Plus in America at some point. Uh, for we find well, actually, uh, what'd you call it? Uh, Hizuru discovered Hizuru discovered this when she was fighting Hain in the school hallway when, mm -hmm. when she was trying to shoot her. Basically, the other eye predicts two seconds ahead, so that's why Hain is able to tell people like, "Hey, dodge this way or dodge that way." Oh, it's like Rudy's eye from fucking uh, what's it called? From yeah, exactly. It's exactly Rudy, Rudy's eye with the yeah. fucking the demon dragon eye. girl with the yeah. husband husband with a giant fucking dick. <laughs> 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 Bro, you know what that reminds me of? What? Uh, what's it called? Takeda and uh, and Urushi from fucking uh, um, damn it, uh, ah, the one that we just saw last season. Which one? The coworker senpai. Oh, uh, senpai's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last year. Damn, bro, I got it with fucking rip her inside out, bro. Why can't I be wet? My dick's like my dick's the size of your thigh. Oh my god! All right, anyway, all that's going on. Shadow Mio is fighting So and his sister Tokyo, Tokiko. Sorry. And she's using the Shadow Babies to, to fight Shadow Mio. And uh, basically, Mio, uh, the Shadow Mio is trying to control the baby shadows. But again, the fact that Tokiko has a bond with those Shadow Babies, they listen to her more. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, Hain sees this and she's like, I trumped that shit. Fucking kill, kill, that, kill that bitch and her brothers. Fuck that hoe. And and kill that them. Man. Basically, kill them right now. But Ushio overrode that. <laughs> Mm. So Ushio has more shadow control than the fucking leader. Mm. So all that shit's going on. And uh, basically, Ushio tries to fight uh, Death. Wait, are we still uh, in, are we still in the first episode? Yes. Oh my god. It just dawned on me. I was like, he's still talking. Is this the same is it, is it, is it still the first episode? Oh my god. I'm getting to it. Yeah, Ushio tries to fight starts to fight Shine and Hain. Uh she lures him into the gym. 
and then there's you see gasoline poured on them, mm. and fucking Shinpei lights them on fire because shadows are weak to fire. Oh well, Eddie Kingston must be jealous. Yeah, so they're so <laughs> she so Sheena and Hayne are screaming in pain, mm-hmm. but fucking Sheena, he's fucking indestructible. Like, like he's still burning. He's like glitching his words and all this. Mm-hmm. He fucking grabs Ushio and mm-hmm. drags her into the fire. <laughs> mm. So like you're gonna burn with me, because <laughs> if you die, that's it. You're dead. You don't come back. <laughs> Rip. So while she's burning a lot, but it turns out, yeah, it was a decoy. Mm-hmm. It was a decoy shadow. So fucking Ushio just punches him through the gut, like like through his back. Damn. But he's not dead. He's not dead. I was like, come on. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Hayne was able to grab was able to grab him and they escaped. Mm. And yeah, this and while that happened, Shinpei got shot multiple times in the chest, but you find out he's wearing Kevlar. Mm. So all that happened, but there was a shadow left behind, Shadow Mio. Mm. She was stapled, she was stapled, she was nailed down with the nail gun. And now we're, on that, now we're on last week's episode. Golly. Yeah, right. All that happened in that episode. Like fuck. But that sounded like two episodes worth. Uh, right? Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, Ushio can basically control the shadows, like, make them, like, basically reprogram them, essentially. Mm-hmm. So she got Shadow Mio on their side. Mm. So there's two shadows supported Ushio mm. and now Mio. Mm. Against how many? Hurt. Like 50? What? I say against how many? Like 50? More, yeah. In this stage, yeah. Oh, like yeah. How many yes, fucking uh, shadows at this stage? But yeah, uh, but yeah, Haynes running low on uh, shadows to make and all that shit. But yes, yeah, it's, there. it's there, it's there. But um, what you call it? You see Hayne and uh, Shine, they're like wounded in the forest somewhere. It's like, don't worry, this next loop is going to kill them type of thing. Mm-hmm. So they're so basically they're not in this episode after like basically they're they're getting their plan in motion. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, all right, fine. We can do we can do an episode about the mental. Mm-hmm. And before that, though, like you start seeing a little bit of Shine's actual form, but that's when Hank grabbed him. So, like, you don't know who he is yet. Mm-hmm. Like, who's this giant black guy with four arms, muscular? I swear to God, you're going to say, well, who is this giant black dick? <laughs> oh, I got no dick. <laughs> but yeah, all that happened. Uh, Shinpei's a little skeptical with the Shadow Mio. Mm-hmm. But again, again, she killed him in one of those loops in the beginning, mm-hmm. so I can't mm-hmm. blame him. I can't even. Poor yeah, so basically, they want so that so they want to go to the hospital to grab Ushio's dead body. That way, the shadow Ushio can look at it and basically heal herself. Mm-hmm. But they go there; the body's gone. Nah. One of the one of the shadows took it, and they start running after it. They go to the secret hallway. There's a hidden lair. And who's there? Uh, fucking Tokyo and So's father and Shadow Mother. Mm. So yeah, so basically, so the dad's trying to kill him, his own kids. But uh, That's basically, we're at at this age. Yep, but um, the Shadow Mew actually stops the father from doing it. Doesn't kill him though. Almost. Koromogoroshi. Koromogoroshi. Yes, and then they're figuring out like how, like so if you guys didn't take it, who has the body? You find out it was the nurse. Of the shadow mother who was in the wheelchair and all that shit. 
And she said basically, oh, by the way, Hayne says you guys are out of the contract. Uh, you guys can go fuck off. So the, so the the father and the mother are like, all right, we're going to kill you guys too now. <laughs> like, 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 we're like, we're done using you. And then Shinpei tries to kill the uh, the nurse with the gun, but it doesn't reach. the It's past the 50 meters. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, shit. Then cool. Ushia want. Then Ushia wanted to go run after them, and he's like, "Don't. That's what they want. You're gonna die if you do that." That's actually fake on this. Mm-hmm. And now, because of this, the father is now joining the group, Shinpei's group. Mm. Like after because basically, because all he all he did was all he cared for was his wife. He's like, and the even the and now the shadow wife, you know, is still the mother. They're like, "You got your kids right there," you know, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Actually, be a doctor, help people, be there for your actual family, be there for your children. Fuck them kids. Exactly. All that happened. And then uh, Shinpei asked him, like, do you actually know the actual reveal of, Sh- of Shine? Like, do you know his identity? And he's like, actually, yes. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Yeah. So he gives him the paperwork, and it's like this ancient guy, like this, the first, one of the first sages. From like back then, like the first doctor, from, like all these years ago. It's like now it's getting into fucking magical fucking shit from like ancient times now and shit. It's just him, like it's just it's like just like the witch doctor or something like that. But yeah, it was him, and they. He also asked like, "What does Hain want?" Like, you know, this like, almost doesn't feel like Japan. Like the way you describe it, like I think of like when you say like you just said witch doctor, and I was literally thinking like, oh, you're in like the Caribbean somewhere. It seems like a yeah. Caribbean horror story. Well, yeah, well they are on an island, so. Yeah, they're on an island, yeah. Exactly. Token, it's like and, not open hour, but like something more. Yeah. So I didn't realize the amount of islands that fucking Japan has. Like right? I, was, yeah. I was listening to uh something on the news about uh China and uh and, and Taiwan, and they were saying about how one of the missiles that uh China shot at in Taiwan's like area landed within like fifty miles of like Japan's easternmost island which is like within uh actual visual distance of taiwan and i was like wow i didn't realize japan had a territory that fucking far or that close to like china and taiwan and shit and i was like wow and then you realize like oh yeah japan's got a fuck ton of islands i guess that they claim as, as their own anyway real life application to that scenario anyway i'm sorry i digress uh but yeah and then the father well first the father talks about are you sure you want to kill hain because remember if she dies all the shadows died that means even ushio Mm. But but actually, how are they going to stop him? Because he loves Ushio. But how are they going to stop him? He needs to be I, stopped. So you're literally like, oh, do you stop the guy who's causing your life to be absolutely miserable? Or do you try to like just be with a girl that's already dead? Yeah, that's the thing. She even says, I'm okay with dying. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm already dead anyway. She's like, I'm dead anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, but Shinpei actually, he actually understands that like he's faking to himself like there's like this is the only way type of okay thing. good i'm glad he's not gonna pussy out and be like no i can't kill you because i want to be with a dead girl no 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 like he understands that's some takamichi shit right there yeah and then he asked like okay if hayne doesn't die what's her end game and it's basically she wants she oh, basically she just she wants to go home and her home is like somewhere in the bottom of the ocean because where her fucking body is yeah, yeah. so Basically, yeah, and her how she is right now, her body is right now is that she can't make it down there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's and it's a place where like they're like immortal and all this, and that's why the father was agreed to help to help tame the shadows in the first place. Because basically, he was promised to go down there with them, 
and mm-hmm. he would take the wife and kids with him, like turn mm-hmm. the kids into shells and then take them all with him. And then the, the reveal of Shane and all that, and that was where it ended. <laughs> Whew. Good shit. I love it. Good shit, pal. It's good shit. Pal. It's good shit. Hey, one piece of news you didn't talk about during your news segment before we oh, move on to our, our shared. Um, I don't know if you noticed this. I did post it, and I didn't get traction in the group. Did you see Crunchyroll bought out Right Stuff Anime? Did that, did that just happen? It happened today, yeah. It broke um, around around 1, almost 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern. Um, Crunchyroll. Oh, shit. I, I didn't see that. Yeah, Crunchyroll has bought out Right Stuff Anime. For those who aren't familiar with Right Stuff Anime, they are the premier um, anime vendors in the United States. Like any sort of manga, uh, any discs. Or um, Blu-ray, Blu- you're not Blu- going to find on Amazon. Yeah. Exactly. Um, figurines, very various figurines and other um, anime merch. I know, for example, I had to buy um, uh, Bunny Girl Senpai, the movie. I had to buy Dreaming Girl through them because you couldn't find it. You couldn't find it in streaming unless you obviously went to the dark web. But I don't do the dark web. So I was like, I'm going to spend 40 bucks on a fucking DVD. And I did. Um, I bought I managed to get uh, the Dragon Ball Z series, like the, all the, the movie series completely. I've got all 12 movies. For I believe fifty bucks or something like that when it was all said and done, hmm. something like that. But anyway, yeah. So they're the premier animation destination for anime memorabilia, etc. Um, and they were bought out by Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll said that they basically plan to integrate them um, as their premier vendor as well. Um, it's pretty interesting considering because I am still a subscriber to their to their email chain, and there's constant issues about where you'll order something. And that motherfucker won't ship for like three weeks, a month. Um, they constantly have supply issues. They're based in Iowa. They, that they have manning issues, supply chain issues, um, etc. So uh, perhaps that's what helped broker a deal, I guess, for them. But in any case, still major news uh, for Crunchyroll and for American anime enthusiasts. Uh, right stuff is not owned by Crunchyroll. Wonder how much that costs. They didn't say, and I was kind of hoping, like, oh, you know, we bought like a stock option for I don't know twenty million or whatever the fuck. It can't be that much, you don't think? But right? yeah, Sony is buying stuff. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm waiting for them to buy Netflix's anime library next. Please do. So yeah, please we, do. Fuck. We don't want to wait three weeks for our fucking new episode. Yeah, like do do that. That way we can get Comey, Isakaiji San, Blue Period, and Violet Evergarden on Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Any other any other original stuff? I just get them all, please. Just buy this. Just buy the anime content. Because Netflix is becoming way too like Netflix is why I don't have an HBO Max subscription because I pay. I like I'm not gonna pay like two over the top fucking subscriptions. I'm only gonna pay for one, and I'm gonna pay for Netflix because of the anime, basically. Yeah, well, my well, my spouse buys that. I buy HBO. So there you go. Yeah, we split certain stuff. So HBO is the only login I don't have. Either I pay for a login or I have somebody that gives me different logins for certain things. HBO is the only one I don't own. Yeah, HBO, I usually watch that one mostly. So yeah, yeah that one and the uh, and Hulu TV. Yeah, I don't. Oh, we use Hulu TV for your live TV. Yeah, I do it for live TV and yeah, basically. Have... And basically, if I miss an episode, I don't have to wait. I got like, oh, I have to wait a year until new season comes out to watch the old season. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I can just go to it and just right there, boom, easy. Twenty-four hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have Sling, so that's what I use for my live TV. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's move on to the seasonals. We're starting. Let's start off with the one that I dropped. That so started and dropped. Yeah. 
I was actually going to start with that anyway. I was going to say we should close with Engage Kiss this time. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. All right. Uh, this one we added, like I said in the, in the caption, one of us dropped it, and spoiler alert, it was Ethan. Yup. We're not going to review. We're just going to talk about it, the plot, and our thoughts, really. Uh, yep. Meta High recently is suspicious. Yup. This, again, it, it's whole a little, a little etchy-ish, but I guess really. I mean, like, at the end of season, at the end of the episode two, it was, but but I'm saying in general, but you know, uh, fucking Yuri is six. Or... He's like, yeah, he's like ten, dude. Like, it, like I was told, like I told Matt in our group chat, guys. To me, this felt like a very lower version of Duke of Death and his maid. Like. Again, first first things first, the principle of this little boy looking like fucking Hitler's wet dream of the perfect German child, that pisses me <laughs> off. That pisses me <laughs> off. You read that in the chat, but this is me verbalizing it. He looks like... If I know, Hitler, that's why it's funny. It's just funny Hitler, when you verbalize it. Hitler is fucking ejaculating in his grave seeing this fucking little child. He I did it. what? <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. He loves this fucking little German looking kid, right? Fucking, he has his suspenders and he's got his tall little shoe, his tall little socks and his button up shirt and he's got his blonde hair with a tie and you know, you expect him to yodel. Yodel, Yeah, I expected expected the Hitler from Jojo Rabbit to come out, his imaginary friend. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, so one thing that always kind of irked me a little bit because he, this is based in, in, in Japan and um, he does not look like a Japanese kid whatsoever. Second thing, it threw me off. Like I thought no, they don't like, have Japanese names. They don't have Japanese names. And then the other thing that threw me off is like, what's it called? Well, another thing I should say, not the other thing. Another thing that threw me off is this is actually set in like a modern time. The kid yeah. gets a switch. He gets a Nintendo Switch from this girl, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Wait, that doesn't match up with anything else that I'm seeing. Yeah, like yeah, the the clothes do not match this. The housing, no, it doesn't, dude. And it's like, like that, all right, that seems like early nineteen hundreds or something. Yeah, like you know, mid fifties maybe. I don't know something, you know. But so that threw me off again. And as Matt said, it's a very wholesome anime. If you want to see a wholesome anime, by all means, watch this. It's very wholesome. But the principle of the boy keep saying she's suspicious she's suspicious she's suspicious she's suspicious okay i don't mind that you think she's suspicious but they should be giving like, the but, audience something yeah, but you, like, you should, also like you shouldn't have to question every single thing everything she does is suspicious she cooks she she she's she stays up at night she's up when i'm in bed it she's sounds like a it sounds like a little boy learning about life like why do these things happen because this is fucking adulthood yeah. It's adulthood. That's why, kid. Yeah, because you know his parents are dead, and they're not there to teach him. I get that, but it's you know, and we see. Also, also he should not be running the mansion by himself. Yeah, like you know, there's. Um. Oh shit! This is loosening. I thought it was tightening. Oops. 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 Hopefully, I don't fucking go off the air while I do this. Anyway, um. No. So one another thing that threw me off is just, uh, you know. In episode one, they give you um, an idea of um, what's her name again? Lilith. Lilith. Of Lilith going to the mansion, right? She gets a summons of, or she gets something, some sort of notice or something about him, and she dashes over immediately. Why is that? Like, did she know the family? And, you know, there should be, at, at, by this stage, there should be some sort of hint of something. You know, we can guess, and they may 
talk about it later in the future. Matt's going to keep watching it, um, right? Yeah, it's more of I need to know. Like, all right, if I'm yeah. right, I'll be disappointed. If I'm wrong, then I'll be interested. <laughs> yeah, so Matt's going to keep watching. I'm not. I don't have the time for this because there's so many other things I want to do exactly. with my life. And so I was like, you know, th- th- those are just a few of the reasons why. And, you know, on top of that, one of the other things is one of the things that makes Duke of Death so hilarious is the etchy involved. For They're the same age. And there's sexual tension amongst them, you know, obviously having love between them. (laughs) They have legitimate feelings um, uh, besides the sexual tension. They do have legitimate feelings and it's really, really nice. The little boy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Yuri. Yuri. Bochama. But that's another thing. Bochama. Like it's, it's the the fact that he calls him Bochan in essence, like that bothers me. And yeah, Yuri is not the same age as Lilith. Lilith has got to be what, 16, 17? She's, she's like 16. And fucking how Yuri's like 10, if you're, yeah. if that. Yeah. Like 10, if that. And so he says these flirty things, which are cute. And Lilith like, gets. I'm going to take you. You're going to be mine. Yeah. And Lilith gets, she blushes and then she runs away. Like she legitimately like has feelings for for yuri which is cute but it's weird because he's 10 and she's older with 16 with tits the size of his head and even if yeah, you want like, to make like it like it's, a it's, not, it's not it's not koi kimo yeah there's an age gap but again she was a consented adult but this he's not he's not it's even worse than koi kimo bro because at least koi kimo she's a, a legal consent yeah that's, that's that's what i just said it's wrong but she's of consenting age to fucking give it up you know and, but it's, well, even again, even that they said they were gonna wait till she graduated. So, yeah, but you know, dude, no, I gave up. But no, the, but no, the, the stuff there. But again, he's ten. <laughs> I just can't. But dude. I, I'll if wait you're gonna for- if you're gonna let the ten year old boy have feelings, sexual or not, it should be with a character eleven, no more than like twelve or thirteen, not fucking fully developed fucking Lilith with tits the size of his head. But and we'll, she has a g-string. We find at the end of the, at the end of the episode too. She wears a g-string under her fucking under her dress, her maid's dress. Yeah, uh, we will we will find. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna wait till the other characters show up. If they're if they're fucking unbearable, then yeah, then that might call it quits. This is, but we will see. Shaking my head. Shaking my head indeed. Hey, next episode. Now that you have one that you have another one that you're watching other than me, you can go first now. Yeah. I guess. No, I'll so that's why. First. So that's why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still go first because I never go first, really. So I'll still yes. go first. But it's equal now. We're on equal terms. Right. Couple of cuckoos. Sure. All right. Ah, fuck. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened in these two weeks? I know. I know. Oh, I know what happened in these two. Uh, I know. The other so one, the first one was about Nagi failing the test. <laughs> yes. So. Nagi gets it, takes his midterms, and because of all the fun he's been having, he places 13th. 13th. Not first, and, second, or third, 13th. And, yeah, and Hero everyone. is back on top. Yeah, and Hero's back on top. And she uh, this plunges uh, Nagi into deep depression. Yeah, because basically people are talking about it now. Like, oh, he just got yeah. lucky. He's not really smart. He's never and he's never been in anything but second place or first place before in his entire yeah, life. And now, he, and now he thinks Hero doesn't want to talk to him anymore because he felt like he failed her. And she kind of does say that. But, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that because that was near the no, end. No, that's the end. No, I'm saying, but you kind of noticed that, like you know, yeah, uh, he tried. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she gives him the cold shoulder, or gives him the cold shoulder, ignores him, 
and Nagi's completely devastated. She's he's extremely depressed. And Erica, um, Erica doesn't give a fuck. Erica's like, oh, well, when well, are you gonna make well, dinner? Well, and, yeah, after that, but then she peps him up. <laughs> yeah, she peps. No, yeah, so I was gonna get to that. She's like, when are you gonna make dinner? And then fucking it pisses off Nagi because Nagi's yeah. so depressed. And then they kind of have like this back and forth between each other where Nagi basically says, like, basically, oh, like, like, I, like I was having fun. It's your fault. That's it's your I fault. Think. Yeah, I was having too much fun. Like, I care about my studies. I don't care about any of this other bullshit. And Erica basically says, like, hey, like, no matter what, 13th is still really good. You're still a genius. And no matter whether you're first or whether you're 13th or whether you're 242nd, there, there's a reason 242nd comes into play, whether you're 242nd, um, you're, Nagi's always going to be Nagi. I'm always going to like you. For for you, and that actually snaps him out of it. It snaps him out of it, and he feels better. And he goes to school. And Erica, not Erica. Well, um, first of all, during the study session, Hero doesn't show up. Hero doesn't show up, but he's well, no. She does. She does for a bit. Oh yeah, she at, does. She's at the door. Well, yeah. first she was going to text saying she was going to be late. Yeah. And then she overhears them talking. Yeah, like about how they live together. Like, like, like they live together. No, she didn't hear that. She basically just said, like, "But it's just more of how they're acting." Like she says, "Yeah, that. basically how they're acting and how close they are." And Hero realizes this, and she decides to go away. Nagi's still upset, like, "Oh, Hero still hates me, whatever." And then, and yeah, she has a text saying, "We need to talk." Yeah, so basically, yeah, he goes to his shoe locker, and the note drops, and her shitty writing says, "Yeah, we need, we need to talk. Meet, meet me behind the the gym or something." So they meet behind the gym. And uh, Nagi basically fucking dogazes and apologizes to to Hero, saying like, you know, I, I you know, I had a lot in my personal life, and um, I let myself get distracted, but I've you know been refocused and everything. And Hero's like, you know, I understand. And they're playing basketball while it's more, happening. yeah, it's more. She was never really mad. Yeah, she's like, at like first, she knows, I, like, yeah, like people make mistakes. They have yeah. people are human. She was like, at first, I was upset and it bothered me, but. You know, then I realized, like, you know, it's okay because, you know, everyone goes through stuff. And then she basically confronts Nagi in a nice way. And she's like, Erica Chan is the reason why you feel better about this, isn't it? And Nagi's like kind of shocked. And, you know, that's kind of like an acknowledgement. Like, you know, I realize, like, I'm not the only one. But um, Nagi, for his part, they they end up, you know, playing a little bit of um, basketball together. All's well that ends well with them. They're on good terms again. And Nagi is basically reinvigorated. Like, hey, seeing Eric, seeing um, Hero like this, seeing that in reality she does care. Um, and she does get flustered because uh, there's a, uh, during, while they're playing basketball, Hero, I'm sorry, Nagi does say, like, hey, I am going to change your future. Like, we're going to be together. Like, I believe I can change your future. Like, he re- reiterates that statement and it makes Hero, you know, get flustered a little bit. Um, but Nagi gets home, he's reinvigorated. Like you know, I now I know why I love her, and because um, yeah, before yeah, because in the end of the first core, he's like, I like it, but do I love her? Type of thing. Yeah, and so she start, he starts to developing feelings for Erica, and then he and starts thinking about the kiss that fucking he end up kissing his sister, and he finds partial out he has chromo. a crush on partial all three of them. Yeah, partial chromo, and he has crush on three of them. Yeah, and now we go back. Then we go to the latest episode. Yes, uh, Erica talks to Nagi. I need enough studying. And well, you, you didn't care about one. it now. Why you care about it now? You didn't give shit she's, she was 242. She's like last. Out of 242. She was and dead last. So so basically, yeah, it proves that she was never paying attention to all the study sessions and all and that. She basically said, like, hey, like, I need I need the study. And again, Nagi's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just your dad. And she's like, I can't do that. 
dad says that if I flunk the test, he wants me home. And Nagi's yeah. like, we can't have that. And so he tries. Yeah, because that means they got to go home. <laughs> and they got to go home. Exactly. And so um, Nagi at first like tries to be like a drill sergeant with her. And, and she gets frustrated with how stupid Erica is <laughs> in reality. Even Sachi tries to help and doesn't really help. Yeah, she, yeah. There's more if she want no, she wanted to join the study group too. Like like you yeah. have your study too, Oni. And she's trying to get into entrance exams and, and so but cool. but seeing how Naki got pissed off, Shachi's like, actually I'm gonna go study alone. It's okay. Yeah. And so they get into a, a blow up and basically um what's it called Erica gets she's upset. like, I'm gonna go back. And he's like, Fine, go leave. And that upsets Erica. Um, and Nagi doesn't care. Nagi keeps going with studying because he's reinvigorated. He wants to beat Hero. He, like that's all he cares about. And so he's pulling an all nighter basically for himself. And he sees Sachi's awake, and he's like, "Yo, why are you awake?" And they're like, she's "Oh, sleeping in the living room." Yeah, she's sleeping in the living room. He's like, "I'm gonna sleep here." Well, why? What happened with you and Erica? Like Erica's studying. Like, huh? And then basically, you see Erica like struggling, but she's studying on her own. And her and Nagi have like a heart to heart about stuff and um basically he's back to being a drill sergeant he's back to being a drill sergeant and erica's like yes sir and, and shit and basically trying to you know trying to catch up and we before when he was having issues you realize like she just you know isn't that bright and she's not she acts dumb she kind of is dumb but you know it's just a harder curriculum she, she, she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't put her mind to it she doesn't put her mind to it, and the school is truly for gifted children in some in a lot of regards. Yeah, and he kind of bought her way in. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so um the test happens and um Nagi's there and, and the sensei is like, Oh, why are you here? And she's like, Don't worry about that, just give her the score. And she's like, Oh, you did brilliant. And the reason why she did brilliant, hey buddy, the cat jumped on me. Um, and uh what's it called? The reason why she did brilliant is because Nagi's like, Listen, you're stupid. You want to know why? And she goes, Why? And she's like, the makeup test is basically the same questions just in different formats they're like all yeah. you need to do is memorize you don't have to understand shit just memorize it and she does yeah. that and she's good and um the father gets told. To a scene yeah we get we cut to a scene of the father being at his corporation and his assistant saying like oh you know she passed and they're like oh well i'm sorry that didn't work i know you wanted her home and he's like no nah, i didn't mind i wanted this that's no, more yeah he wants he wants her to be able to be fine on her own yep and the second part of this is the cultural festival. Yes. The Nagi's Nagi's family is doing their Yakusoba. Well, it's not a Yakusoba. It's not a cultural festival. It's just a, the it's a town festival. Okay, it's a town festival. Sorry. Yeah, it's a cultural it's festival. A, yeah. And they have their food vendor. They're making those noodles. Mm. They're like, ah, we'll be right back. Uh, all you got to do is beat your quota. You can go. You find mm. out they're not coming back. They're just getting drunk with the other adults. Yeah, and you find out at the beginning, like there's a part where um what's it called? Where Sachi basically Sachi tells, invites Erica invites Erica and Erica's like, You're going too, right, Nagi? And he's like, Well, of course, but it's obligation because we run the truck, whatever. But we yeah. find out later on that um that Erica basically lets Sachi borrow one of her kimonos. She looks gorgeous, and yeah. she he even bought she even got a kimono for um for Nagi, and they're like, Well, where's Nagi? And then Sachi's like, Well, don't worry about Nagi. And the reason why she says well, that is well, well, earlier in the that, episode, well, yeah, I'm yeah. going back. I'm going back earlier in the episode while Sachi and, and, and Nagi are there. Um, Hero, is Hero shows up, and you know, there's a little bit of awkwardness because Sachi's jealous because Hero or Sachi recognizes Hero's name as the girl that took her Onichan out on the date, so she gets all fucking standoffish and bitchy. And um, 
basically hero was like oh it's a bit odd and you know fucking uh uh, Nagi's and like, oh, why are you doing this? She, asked, she asked about right in front of Sachi. Like, yeah, like hey, you want to you go around the festival later on? And Nagi's like, of course I want to. Why wouldn't I want to? Yeah, let's do it. And so she's like, all right, I'll see you later. Sachi's like, hey, what about uh, Erica? Aren't you going to go walk the festival with Erica, your fiance? And Nagi's like, yeah, she's good. Don't worry about her. Oh, um, hmm? What was the last thing you heard? Uh, Nothing. I was talking. What oh, was the last okay. You heard. Oh, no, because we heard the, the wheel spinning when I was talking. No, I didn't. No. Okay, yeah. but anyway, while that happens. Yeah, what was the last thing you heard? Because I was almost done explaining everything. What's up, buddy? Uh, I oops, 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 Last minute I heard was basically when Sachi got mad when basically Hiro asked Nagi out after. Yeah, basically she got mad. Like, oh, like, like what about Erica? Aren't you going to like go like hang out with Erica? And Nagi's like, ah, nah, Erica's good. Don't worry about Erica. And, and like, yeah, you, you two are gonna hang out anyway. So it's yes, okay. it doesn't matter. And so while um, Nagi is cleaning up everything before he goes out, um, Erica, Sachi, and Hiro meet up, and un- uh, Erica doesn't realize that Sachi and Hiro have already met before, yeah. uh, earlier in the day. And so as Hiro's like, well, so Sachi, like, why are you with her? Yeah, and Erica's and so, like, oh, this is my sister. Not realizing, Erica doesn't realize that uh, Nagi introduced, introduced Sachi Sasha. as her sister. So sister. this confuses the shit out of Hero. She's like, you're, oh, your sister? Okay. And the gears are spinning to where she's going to find out about the whole like cuckoo, cuckoo triangle thing. Yep. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. So All solid right. shit. Solid storytelling. No, I'm loving this, so. Yeah, so let's start talking. All righty. Vermilion Gold. (laughs) My God, Lilia is thirsty as fuck. Oh, yeah, she is. She definitely wants fucking uh, Alto's Chimpo. Like, a lot, a lot. She wants it a lot. Uh, But, uh, yeah, before that, uh, we picked up where we left off with the fight with, uh, was it Chris and Alto? Yes. Yes. Alto wins. Yes. Shocking. Surprise. And uh, so, so, and we meet our quote unquote non villain, even though we know who it is. Mm-hmm. Obsidian talking Professor to Alto. Obsidian. Yeah, he talks to Alto. He's like, so, um, like, by the way, he vo- to- he's voice actor by one of my favorite fucking voice Dios, actors. Yeah. Yes. Takahito. Yep. He, he's everywhere this season. He is everywhere, bro. Yeah. He's Gabriel in Devil Part Timer. He's Obsidian here. He's fucking uncle in. OG San, he's got OG San. He's got another part somewhere as well. Let me go to my animes because he's not. He's definitely in another part somewhere. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, no. he's he has a he has a voice in Call of the Night. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, he's one. He, I guess he's one of those drunk guys. Oh, is he? Oh shit, I didn't realize. Probably. That. Uh, he's in uh, Bastard Heavy Metals, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we will soon. I think he's in Made in Abyss. Is he not? No, no. Oh. No, Bastard, Vermeil, OG Sad, Call of the Night, Devil Part-Timer is all he's in this season. Mm, I swear I heard him somewhere else. Okay, my bad. Um, I love hearing Jiraiya's voice actor because he's always the old man somewhere. Like he's the he's the voice actor in uh Black Summoner for the uh Oh, the okay, Kibita. nice. I love here when I hear Jiraiya's voice, and it's like, oh yeah, this is Jiraiya. Like not realizing he's got like a billion other parts. Like, nope, that's yeah. Jiraiya. It'll always be Jiraiya. Yeah, oh yeah, always. Oh, yeah, Obsidian, he tells Alto basically, like, what would happen if you actually lost that duel? Like, basically, mm-hmm. don't go picking fights. 
basically, as you see him fucking do evil shit to fucking people across the camps with by yeah, injecting. Yeah, he yeah he took the I well the ice students who did, who controls ice and basically drugged her. OD her and made her OD on her own fucking magic. Yeah, and like put her in like the chamber somewhere in a coma. Yeah, put her in. A, yeah. No, she went to a room and she ended up going into a coma because she lost control of her magic. And so we hear from the student council like, hey, yo, this is the second case or no, sorry, the third case third, in, yeah. like, in a month that somebody like lost control of their powers and fucking did that. And so someone was saying like, yo, like that's weird because you, you it's hard to lose control of like ice like that's a high level thing and that person was a yeah. high level she was a silver square and they have broken down the different students of bronze silver gold yeah. platinum squares um so she's a silver square which means that she's like level three it is level one two three four five and so yeah. alto is level five you have level four which we find out in the next episode is what they're going to be testing for soon and then you have three is silver two is gold one is uh, platinum right so breakdown of that but yeah she's a silver square so she's a third tier which is pretty strong as it is and so and by the way chris is a gold square so she's tier two alto a non-tier beat a tier two it was mostly because of her male but yeah yeah you know still but it's it's still a win a win is a win bro yeah and then the second half of that episode is basically uh alto basically asking if her male actually gives a shit about it type of thing or is it just my mana (laughs) Yeah, like no, I genuinely love you, and they end up. Oh, for, oh, well, first he asks Obsidian, like, "Can you love a demon?" Or yeah, and then yeah, he explains all this as like, "Why you ask?" <laughs> I'm just asking. Oh, yep. So he's like, "Is there one you found?" <laughs> but no, and then he eventually talks to her male, and she gives him like an actual kiss without taking his mana, mm-hmm. and it's just. Yeah, this is during the time where they you had to write about your familiar. Yeah, like, well, didn't, all... didn't they also like? Didn't he also? Didn't she at the end of this episode? Didn't she like rape him in the shower? Was it I this episode that... that she raped him in the shower? I think it was this episode she raped him in the shower. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, that was. I, I think that was before he was questioning her about if she actually cared about him or not. Yeah, because because I know it ended in a wholesome note. <laughs> it did end in a wholesome note. Did we talk about in the previous uh, episode where fucking he pushes her titty, pushes Lilith's titty? Yeah, we did. Okay, okay so we, yeah. we did go over that. All right, just make sure. Yeah, no, that was that was important. So it was titty push. Very exactly. Um, yeah, that was the end of that episode, and we go to the next episode. And uh, Chris is getting her ass kicked by fucking Rex. Yeah, and you, he, like, he is possessed by something. Probably a drug. Yeah, and yeah, he was talking about. If you get a little flashback of him about his familiar, I was like this giant egg. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, basically, Chris kind of takes interest in him, and there might be some sort of romantic feelings. But you oh, see, yeah. Chris is like super upset over shit. And um, oh no, well, I'm never mind. We'll get we'll get to why she's upset in a second. Anyway, so Chris is getting her ass kicked. Um, the scene cuts to Alto and uh, and Vermeil basically shopping. <laughs> they're basically yeah, they're grocery shopping, and Vermeil wants He's acting uh, like a child. Yeah, she wants basically ice cream and chocolates and candy she and parfaits. And she wants cake, and Alto's like, "Yo, I'm poor. Like, I can't afford this shit. I'll buy it for you when I'm not poor." And Alto's act, or, I'm sorry, Vermeil's right. acting like a fucking four year old, pouting. And it and says like, "Is it like a, you need an actual diet?" Like, yeah. And so eventually, Alto gets sick of it, and he relents, and he's like, "Are you gonna clean the bathroom? Yes. Are you gonna clean your plate? Yes. Are you gonna do your chores? Yes. All right, you could buy one." And she's like, yeah. And then she basically starts to tongue fuck Alto in front of the entire fucking school, who happens to also be coincidentally yeah. grocery shopping. 
Yep. And then they didn't they didn't get their cake because one of the students said, Hey Rex's brother. Rex's brother's like, Hey, yo, something's going on and basically says, like, yo, like Rex is fucked up kicking the shit out of Chris. So they run yeah. to the scene, Chris is all fucked up, and Rex is like, Ah, I'm glad you guys are here. You saved me the time of finding you. I'm gonna kill you all because I hate you all. And so as um as Ramil and, and Alto are like, Oh well shit, we gotta fucking throw down, let's go. We see a fucking woman. I love it's so funny the way she runs like tick 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 the white hair girl, right? White hair girl, yes. The student council president. Yes. Elena, the student council president comes over, swipe, 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 swipe with her fucking familiar, which is a sword, some sort of magical sword is her familiar. Like it has an eyeball and everything in the in the hill. And and Rex is out 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 for the count. And so Rex is in the hospital, and we see them talk about like yo. He was definitely possessed by something. There's something, somebody definitely doing this on purpose. This isn't, these aren't accidents anymore. Like something's going down. And you see at, at the end of the thing, you see Vermeil look at the power that Rex like was flashing and it catches Vermeil's eye. Like Vermeil knows something's up. But anyway, you, you see Chris and Chris is all super frustrated and they're like, oh, what's up with Chris? Like, isn't she happy that she was saved after getting her ass kicked by her own Kohai? And they're like, no, like, and we find out Chris is one of those people that like likes abusing people, but hates when people abuse the people that she abuses. Like, like, like and like meet it. Like she's a student. Yeah, basically, for sure. And so, um, you see Alto and Lilith talking about, you know, about uh, studying for their Bronze Square uh, test. And Vermel actually leaves. Yeah, Vermel's like, like, I don't feel well. I'm gonna go back to the dorm. And this concerns Alto. Alto's like, oh, she's never like felt weird and even lilith is like yeah like she never leaves your side like what the fuck and but she says fuck it you're yeah, coming like, with me come study in my bedroom <laughs> and later on she's like take off your clothes why it's, it, 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 it's, it's important for studying damn it yeah so anyway as um we'll get to that in a moment but in any case we see vermeil walk into the dorm and she and... comes across obsidian and her and obsidian have a talk and uh, Vermeil flat out says, "Like, hey, I know, I know the power you're fucking with. Don't fuck with that power. You can't control that power. Don't do it. I don't care and what else she, you do." She didn't tell him like it's, it's like weak. It's like weak low level power too. On top, it's of that. weak low level. And Obsidian's like, "Oh, so yep, I think I know what you are." And so he comes up from behind her, stabs her with the fucking syringe, syringe. and overloads her power. And Obsidian's like, "Oh, I got the real thing now." And you see and her transform into a fucking beast. Like, this is a real form. <laughs> She's got quadruple X-sized titties with fucking demon fucking horns the size of a fucking lamp tower. Like, fucking minotaur-type legs. <laughs> minotaur-type legs. She is full satanic fucking vermin. And he cannot control her. And he's and, like, but oh. he's, he can't control himself either. He's like, oh, I'm so happy. And you see Vermeil just fucking swipe her arm at fucking at uh at obsidian because she still kind of has some sort of her humanity and fucking you see like oh my god this power it's it's the real deal and so meanwhile while this is happening alto and uh and what's lilith. and lilith are studying quote unquote and lilith is basically trying to rape alto like yeah, this is her time like yo i'm gonna rip his clothes off like dude it's like girl not now i'm gonna devour his cock and all of a sudden alto's uh sign everyone, on his hand everyone, yeah yeah, Alto's sign in his hand starts to burn, and he's like, what the fuck? And then the dark sky gets dark. Everyone's like, oh, shit, something's happening. And Alto runs out of Lilith's dorm, much to Lilith's chagrin. 
uh, she run, he runs out the dorm after uh, Vermeil, and the episode ends with uh, Alto almost yeah. about to intercept Vermeil while she's in her, her truly demonic form. This was nice. Basically, people are gonna know for sure oh, that yeah. she's a demon at this stage. Yeah, it was a good. I don't episode. know why she can't like. I don't know why she can't like. How did you summon this woman? Like, I'm not really a woman. Demon horns. Like, why did you summon a demon? Like, Alto's so OP that his mana is too rich for all of your familiars. If He's like, familiar, I didn't, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't want a succubus as my fucking familiar, but hey. I just wanted a familiar. This is what I got. Instead, I got on a hole. Yeah. She did. <laughs> like, he did, yeah. <laughs> he got it on a hole. Oh, that's good uh, shit. Good shit, pal. Good shit, pal. $3 million worth. <laughs> $12 million worth. And now we have <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, my stepmom's daughter is my ex. A good episode. We get a Dato episode. Dato Janai. Yeah, this is basically the punishment from the Panty incident. Pantsu. Yeah, basically go out on a date. They go on a and date. And Irido was like all stylish. He was the man of the hour. Yeah, uh, UMA is like, shit, he's he weak at exactly the what I liked. He is weak at the knees this entire episode. Bro, if yeah. this was a hentai, like her panties would have been fucking soaked. Yeah, if she would have tackled them, and it'd be already in. Be show, be show. That means soaked in Japanese. Be show, be show. It would have been be show, be show. But no, um, in all seriousness, no, they go on a date, and as Matt said, um, Irido is everything that she wants in a man. This is perfect. He's perfect, and we basically see the reason why he's on a date is because he spoke to um, who's the fucking guy. You can click on the stupid name. The, the friend? The friend, yeah. Uh, Kogare. Uh, Kawanami. I, mean, I love calling them by their last names. Kawanami and fucking yeah, Ka- uh, Minami. Or easy. Uh, so yeah, Kawanami. Sure, yeah. yeah, so Kawanami. He talks to Kawanami, and he's basically like, yo, Minami's like all up on Yume's dick, and it's annoying. Like, yo, can we get her off of her dick? And she's like, oh, you basically got to like create like for you got to show her that the brother complex is a legit thing like she legit loves you and again they still don't know that they dated they don't know the history yeah so, no one knows yeah like oh take her on a date i'll i'll bring uh minami with me and you know, we'll tell you so she can see it so you see them in the background of their date and minami's like oh okay i see yeah yeah because she wants because she wants mizuno that way she can be sisters with you mates yeah and so you see them on the date and again irido's perfect and it's throwing yume off yume is like yo like everything that you're supposed to do or i'm used to you doing about you being a piece of shit like you're not you're like everything and it's like fucking her mind up but then um she basically goes out on her own and she gets lost in the and they go to an aquarium by the way she gets lost in the aquarium and she starts flashing back to when they were dating and how she would get lost all the time and how like you know uh Irido was there to like comfort her and tell her everything's okay that she still that he still likes her for all her flaws and everything it was really adorable and then you see Irido's side of the things and you see like at first I was like that you know and then she's like everything that I used to like about Yume I became to hate and all of her bad features I became to hate I I learned to hate them even more and we slowly drifted apart and I can't tell you why, you know, I began to feel these these feelings of hatred. But, you know, that's what this slowly developed over time. And then we eventually grew apart. And that's why we broke up. So um, he calls her like, where are you at? And she's like, I'm lost. 
And she's like, well, what do you see? Like, oh, I see the sky. And automatically he knows where, where she's at. She's like, well, don't move. And, you know, she's kind of stuck. And she thinks to like the time that she did get stuck and the time she did get stuck, they were at a festival, at a, one of those summer festivals. And she got lost in the festival. She was crying. And um, Irido came over and said, like, yo, everything is all good. Here's a, a coffee. And so flashback, she's upset. And here's Irido in front of her with a coffee. And then basically they both throw like the fucking shenanigans out the window. They end up being like their typical brother, sister self. Like, oh, you're stupid. Like, you're stupid. Like, oh, you fucking, you love dick. No, you love dick. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he does her punishment where he basically keeps that outfit and does Mm -hmm. all these poses. Did you see what he was reading? What was your, I didn't read what he was reading. No, somebody pointed it out on fucking on Facebook. And I was like, no way. He was reading Tante Wa. He was reading The Detective is Dead. That's amazing. <laughs> Literally, it's the cover. It's the literal cover of the fucking of the of the the, the manga. Uh, That's what he was reading. Fuck. <laughs> that was so cool. Loki, just... I would have never known unless somebody pointed it out, and they pointed it out. Uh, that, that's fantastic. That automatically uh, puts it up as well for that detail. Yeah. Anyway, uh, basically, yeah, he does all these poses with the book himself mm-hmm. on the couch. Mm-hmm. And ends with whisper seductively to my ear when you're hugging me from behind. And he like, does. Got and you. He says, which means I found yeah. you. Or I got you, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, you do. You got me. And it was cute. That was a cute end. And then they fucked us. <laughs> and then he put a finger in her booty hole. Uh, no, she, no, she definitely figured her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how but, you do it, Matt. Not a fucking phone jack and an iPhone 6 fucking charging hole. Well, when there's a hole, it's every man's job to thrust into it one way or another. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Haram in the Labyrinth of Another World. Yeah! I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about yesterday's episode. We're going to talk about last week's only. <laughs> Please. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> no, well, uh, you got to talk about the two episodes. Basically, the, the, the episode... No, we, 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 we talked about... Uh, Did we? Kaga oh, yeah. We, by yeah we, so it's just, so it's just the one. No, we had the... No, we you skipped a week. Remember, he yeah, basically we, is able to he's able to buy his slave. We did that. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't recall. Anyway, all right. So yes, this this week's episode or last week. This yeah. week's is last week's episode. Yeah. We're yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, but it. basically, it was Kaga and Roxanne getting familiar with each with each other mostly. Yes. Uh, basically what Roxanne can call him and all this, and she's very shy, very yeah. very uncomfortable. But not uncomfortable, like, ill you creep, stay away from me, just uncomfortable as in, like, she's never been free. And even though she's still a slave, she's still... Yeah, like, she never had, like, a yeah. owner like him, like, acting differently yeah, or so they trying to be nice to her. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, uh, Michio isn't a dick. He's not a piece of shit yet. Um, but no, he's like, all right, you know, like, hey, like, oh, you've been barefoot this whole time. Oh, use my shoes. And so basically, like, do they fit? And you find out that shoes. whatever equipment they wear, it matches the size. Yeah, which is cool. And so, um, Michio's like, hey, so we need to get you like swords and equipment. We gotta get you like battle equipment because I'm gonna take you into the labyrinth with me. And he's like, okay. And she's like, hey, um, he, she's like, Michio's like, do you want anything for yourself? He's like, well, I only have these pantsuits. Can we get more pantsuits? And he's like, yeah, you know, we'll go ahead and get yourself two pairs. Okay, cool, no problem. So they go out. They get um, uh, they get a shield. They get some um, some, some outfits. Other, some outfits. 
and some pantsuits and basically um and no i said the shield and um michio basically gives her one of his swords um to use so we don't need a sword you're good there yeah and so um everything's all well that ends well so basically earlier at the beginning episode they basically get a single room that has a single bed and the guy comes up and he's like hey you guys want bath water and he's like yeah of course he's like for two people yeah for two people and so they start um by watching each other's backs wholesome you know obviously you get a little etchy scenes with her getting stripping down and whatnot you see a couple sensors and he's like does your tail not wag? Oh no, it only does when I do this. Is you just see her shaking her ass? Yeah, it, it, does, it doesn't wag on its own unless she's like really happy. Yeah, because she's like a dog basically. And so yeah. the hair in her back isn't like a ponytail; it's legitimately coming from her back. It's growing from her back, so it's a yeah. bit odd. But Mitchell's like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool to know. And she's yeah, like, hey, can he, I wash he, your he, tail? He's he, he, he still controlling his urges. Yeah, he's still controlling the urges. And he's like, hey, can I wash your tail? And she's like, no, no, I can wash my tail. She's like, no, let me. It's okay. So like, she yeah, like he wants tail, to be nice, yeah. Washes the tail. And then um, he starts like, oh, I got to wash your front. And he starts fondling the shit out of her titties. And you okay tell with there's some, there's some, you know, some tension going on. And she's like, hey, there's two people. Let's wash each other's hair. So he, he washes her hair. No problem. And she starts washing his hair, and you see the underneath of her titties, just like, oh my god, this is heaven. There's titties, fucking opai, opai everywhere. And then finally, finally, he tells her, strip down, and she does. She climbs into the bed, and he's like, tells her to kiss her. He kisses her, and then that was good. And he tells her, I want you to do this every every time before we go to bed, and when we wake up. Yeah, and she's like, okay, no problem. And they kiss again. She's like, one more time. And they start kissing and they start making out hardcore. And then he's like, he starts gonna, fondling her. He's like, I'm going to start touching you. Okay. And he th- starts fondling her, sucking on her titty. Well, let me, let me back up. So if you're watching on Crunchyroll, you're not going to see what we're going to describe. If you're watching elsewhere, you get to see everything yep. and hear everything. And so he's like, I want to put it in. And she's like, okay. And he puts it in. And in and the macaroni sounds ensue. And the clapping ensues. And, and the moaning ensues. And she's going to come. The titties are bouncing everywhere. She's enjoying herself. She's losing her shit. And even when he comes, it is a fucking waterfall of jizz inside of this fucking girl's vagina. Yeah, it got like this turns to a full hardcore hentai if you're watching it. Literally, the only thing you don't see is Dick and Monko. You don't see it, but you hear it and you can visualize it. And you don't see the cum going inside her. <laughs> no, you don't, but you certainly hear it. It's a waterfall in that bitch. Yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> 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 yeah, all that happens. They have that intense moment. Wakes and up. Wakes up in the morning and you see Makes she's still naked. Makes out with him. Ohio gozaimasu, koshijin sama. And he gets hard. And he's like, nope, can't do this. We gotta fucking... Uh... We gotta go. Yep, and they, gotta get go. La- they get ready for a labyrinth. And that's how the episode ends. And you said, Matt, there's more macaroni noises. Uh, not as much. <laughs> but some. But again, it's again, near the very end. And it's not... I'm sure you see you saw an image of her like fighting. Like, you see her in the OP fighting. 
Yeah, there's a um. So I didn't see anything in terms of the sex when I was looking up a preview picture for the for our thread in the group, but I did see a gif of her like doing like the karate bouncing. I feel like she was a fighter that got captured. Maybe you think like she lost the battle and her punishment was to be a slave. Yes, she wasn't a virgin either. Yeah, I feel like she got. I feel like she was an adventurer that was forced into slavery. Maybe. Like probably when she started, like oh, oh no, I guess this is what this is. Yeah, because she's and she, uh, you see in the episode, like in this pre- episode that we just described, before all the sexual shit, um, yeah. she basically says like, hey, you know, I got my new pantsu. Can I use my old pantsu to like, you know, cut, to take care of the uh, the the sores? And yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And she, she legitimately has legitimate she knows knowledge. What she wanted. Yeah, she like she has legitimate knowledge. Like she knew exactly. Yeah, you're right, Matt. She want she knew exactly what she wanted in terms of the equipment. Um, like she figured it out, and even Mitchell's like, Oh, she recognizes like this is good and this is good and this is not so good, but she thinks it looks nice. Okay, whatever. And so um one of the things she does is she's like she handles the sword, she's like, you know, it has to look good in order for it to feel good. You look like poke uh, you yawning right now, just look like uh like Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, so she, she like you know, gently fucking washes the soil with olive oil to make it shine more. And it looks mm-hmm. better, etc. So she has like an ideology of what it's like to take care of your weapon and things of that nature, so it doesn't get rusted and fucked up and shit. So, um, yeah, and maybe that makes sense, Matt. What you're saying, maybe she was some sort of previous warrior. It's pretty wild when you get the flashback in the previous episode where he's got like yeah. a whole, he's got the whole harem with him. Yeah, and yeah, they'll, they'll eventually come. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll come. Oh yeah, they'll definitely come. So will he. <laughs> the time has come, and so have I. <laughs> <laughs> we should have commented. We should have commented with this shit. No, uh, we, we, we how many do we have? We have like three, right? Three or four. We have Overlord, which we're gonna do next. Okay. Abyss, Recoil, Call Knights. Oh my god, we got so many. Yakuza. Yakuza, Ayamu. Oh my god, event. we have so and many. Event. We'll oh get my- them quick. We have well, eight, right? That's eight. You just named like six or seven. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. Let, let's go. I, let's go Yakuza next because this this will be very quick. Yes, it will be. It, it, for at first, the first couple minutes you fall was gonna be a recap. Yeah, but and it then it turned out, into it turned into fucking JoJo's bizarre adventure, kind of. Yeah, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, you hated it. I thought it was hilarious. It was weird. The, the hilarity is there, but weird. But no, I thought it was funny. No, that's right. It was start. It was starting good. I was enjoying that part. But okay. as soon as you do the whole, and then he woke up, I automatically hate it. Really? I hate. I hate that cliche. I hate oh, that yeah, fucking right. trope with yeah. an undying passion. It ruins everything for me. <laughs> it is awful. It's like oh, I want a do over. The only time. The only time I enjoyed that. Was fucking Twilight, the Twilight movie, the last one, where they oh in the book it was an actual fucking fight where they kill each other, but in the movie it's like oh it never happened, it was a vision. I laugh because I fucking hate the series, but I go because fans want to kill me every time I go. So I was laughing out loud when that happened. Uh. But in an actual legit thing, I fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. No matter where, I don't care how good it is, you do that, I don't like it. So you automatically lost a star. It lost a star for a bit, but the last, but today's episode, it got it back. So okay, good. Because my my next potential favorite character. Okay. Just how Kirishima is. I love Kirishima, but you know Yaika. Yaika is so adorable. I fucking adore. I adore her. She is like the dream child. If I were ever have a child, I want it to be like Yaika. 
I really do. Well, then you better raise it then. Yeah, if I raise it, it probably won't be. It'll turn out that way. Then you're gonna get it on you. Yeah? I'm gonna get a fucking on you. <laughs> two plus two, spy family. Yeah. It's four. And it's like I'm putting you in the home. Fuck this. I'm putting you in a home. No, daddy. What are you thinking? Well, come back you when you mommy. come. I mean, yeah, come back when you know what two plus two is. Get little shots. Doggy, help me. Roof. Well, yeah, basically, yeah, Kirishima, Kay, they're becoming streamers with this uh, team. What was it? What was the name of the team? Uh, oh, man, it was Team Cherry. Team Machete. Team Machete. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 oh, they, my they, God. They were wearing masks. They had aliases. Wait till you – wait. Oh, my God. It's funny you say Team Cherry. When I told you to watch – by the way, next week we're going to review the My Hero Ovas. I've seen them. Matt has not. Yeah. I'm going to let you know right now. They are the funniest OVAs my hero has ever done, in my opinion. Right. And when I said Team Cherry, there's a part in the second OVA, and you're, it's going to be in your head when you see it. Okay. I'm, it's I'm similar. Sure I, will. I was going to say it, and I was like, no, let me not. Let me not. But it's similar yeah. to Team Cherry. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's basically they're doing live streams, how to be a Yakuza, eating spicy food. Mm-hmm. And then Soccer Rocket's like, oh, you guys are going to be pop idols now. Because it blew up, touring all over the up. world. The channel blew up. The channel yeah. blew up, and then they were like, "Yo, we can't have this because people are starting to recognize our identity." Yeah, so and like, Kirishima oh, is at Kirishima's family's job and yep. babysitting Yaika. Yep. And yeah, and basically, it's she gets a text from like, "I'm walking home. I hope I can see you soon." That's where he's like, "Ah," and and he woke up, and it's like, "Eat the dick." Man, and then he just goes to K and punches him. Because <laughs> he was singing, I think, right? Or was yeah. he was a YouTuber or something. Yeah. It's like, fuck this. All right. Hilarious. All right. Okay. It was funny till the very end. And Matt said, two out of five. And now we're back to where we were. <laughs> now it's back to five out of five. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, Overlord. Good episode. Solid episode. We get the door. Solid two episodes. Well, we're gonna episodes. Talk- oh, the only thing we really got to talk about in that one is the battle. It was a dope battle. And then the Emperor's like, yeah, go, Warrior King. And it's just like, dude, I'm your teammate. I'm right here. <laughs> like, like, I we're, am, we're allies. What the fuck? Like, I can hear you. Every word. Crystal clear. <laughs> while I invited him. <laughs> and he dest- he proceeds to fucking destroy and he, and he wants him in his army and all that. He says, no, I want to fight an honor. He does that. Mm-hmm. Beats him. Doesn't he? Does he bring him back? I forgot. He does. He okay, does. He does. So basically, what he does, he basically says, like, "Oh, he's like they slay out a condition. They're like, hey, if I win, you um, you join my army, okay?" And uh, the the warrior king is like, "I get stronger through eating people. If I, I've never met somebody uh, in my battles that I've I want to eat your bones, I want to eat your bones if I win." And he's like, "That'll be no problem." Yeah, like that'll fucking happen. And so fucking Ein's old gold just proceeds to fucking destroy the shit out of him easily, easily. Kills him. Yeah, he almost end. got cut. He almost got cut off guard for a second. He got, he got, he got him. Yeah, but then he's like, "Nah, this ain't shit." And he kills him. He kills the fucking demon king. And he he goes over to uh to the people and he's like, "Listen, he's like, I want the the greatest adventurers and I want you guys to be explorers. I don't want yeah." You guys he talks to, about that. Yeah, to fight. I've got hordes of undead that are all better than you that'll fight but i want you to be explorers to venture into the unknown and in search of you know building my kingdom and you'll receive power and riches that you'll never that you never would have dreamed of receiving in this lifetime i can even save you from death 
He pulled the fucking uh, Palpatine. He's like, I can even save you from death. And he brings the he does like some sort of magical spell, and he brings back the fucking uh, the the warrior king from death. And everyone yeah. is like, everyone yeah. is like, doesn't know what the fuck to do. And as he like goes back over to what's his name, Jerkoff? Yeah, Jerkoff. Kirkoff. Jerkoff. Jerkoff. Okay. The Emperor. Yeah, he Jerkoff. goes to Emperor Jerkoff, and then and Emperor like, Jerkoff is like, "Let me be a vassal state." And he's like, "What?" What like you did like, like you just you just rooted against me? What the fuck, man? And he's like, "Oh, I'll be your vassal state. It doesn't matter." And everyone is shocked, like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And so he jerk off had to go to his like people. He's like, "Yo, this guy is a super genius. You just saw him fucking kill somebody and bring him back to life." I he's wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to betray him twenty minutes ago, but I swear, guys, he's good. He's good, man. Yes. <laughs> So he doesn't want to lose his hair anymore. I think. This guy, he's not losing his hair anymore. He's like, listen, he's like, this guy sees through all my plans, and he's like, I'll do my best to make us as independent as possible. But we have no conceivable way to beat this guy. Why? There's no point in bothering. And so he submits a proposal, and that's where that episode ends. And the beginning of this episode shows uh, Abedo and Demirge first, our first appearance of Demirge this season. Um, and they are going over the proposal. But first, before they go over the proposal, Matt, what? Oh, I was gonna say, but basically, Demirge is like, "Oh, I wanted to see Einzo goal." Yeah, right, she's like, be- "Why? Like, if it was important, you would contact him right away." Like, "Oh, I want to see him in person. That way, he could praise me. He can praise me some." And he's like, "Oh, he thinks about you often." Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, what about?" And he's like, "Well, I don't think he likes what you're doing." What? What do you mean he doesn't like what I'm doing? And he shows her the back. He shows him the pro- yeah. He's like, he shows him the proposal. And uh, at first, Demirge is like, "Why would he go to such a shitty country by himself, like on his own?" Yeah, the, the door is yeah. He's he's gonna talk to the Dwarven Kingdom. Yeah, he's like, "Why would he go there? Like, why? You know?" And he's like, yeah, he's like, he went there to set an example that you know that you've been holding back. And so since you've been holding back, he has to do it on his own. And so he doesn't want you to hold back anymore. And he's like, "Oh my God, I, I will never hold back again." Blah blah blah. And so yeah, because I'm pretty sure he's probably scary when he's not. Who Demirge? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's a psychopath. All his, all his like schemes are genius, are genius schemes. And it's funny, like Einzo goes like, "Well, let's not go that far. Let's do this instead." Oh, you're an even bigger genius than I am. All praise, all praise. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. You yeah. are a god. You I mean, told- I mean, I mean, he he does very well in the fight against him too. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's true. When they did fight, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though it's still an axe, but still, it's been so far. It's been so long since that. Yeah, still though. <laughs> Oh my god! But no, anyway. So, um, they show the plan. They're like, "Oh, we'll figure it out." And so, um, I, uh, Einzo goal is like, "Oh, I'll let them figure it out. They should be fine." And so, um, basically, we see our false. We see uh, Demirge as his first introduction. We see the first introduction of Cocutus. Cocutus yep. returns, and he wants to be a fan. not seven, not seven yet. Well, before that though, uh, yeah, yeah Einzo is talking to one of the lizards about the Dorvican because he knows about him. Yeah. And then Liz's like, when you say you want to be friends with them, you mean you actually want to be friends with them or you're going to go there and threaten them? Yeah. And Kokuta's like, hey, no, that shit. Calm down. And he's like, I'm sorry. He disrespected you. Please sit on me. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he, well, first is like, yeah, first is like, I'll take you there. But first, like, sit on, like, you need a place to sit. You're going to talk to them. Like, sit on me. He's like, okay. (laughs) Sit on me. Okay, fine. I'll sit on you. How do I feel? But it's like it's like like this is a punishment. It's like, but I I punish out to you. And she did like this is a punishment because my lizard guy talked back to you, and uh, no, he's like, uh, who who's better, me or her? <laughs> yeah, and by her we talking about Chaltier. He who's brings also, Chaltier yeah. and um, which one? Which which sister? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the sisters. Well, there's well, a boy well, one's a, well, one's a, one's a guy. Yeah, one's a boy, one's a girl. Aura. They, they cross dress. Okay, yeah, who? Aura. 
Aura. Okay, so he brings Aura and he brings Chatier. And he tells we see a flashback to where uh Einzel goes talking to, to to Aura and is like, Oh, you know, I want Chatier to make up, you know, for her 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 misdeed. Bit, and I want her to learn. Yeah, actually, I want her to I learn. Wants her to actually do some of uh, just small missions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want she's like, oh, like basically he said, like, oh, she's the most powerful uh keeper of the of the levels in um in Nazareth, but being the um, most powerful apparently, hold- apparently it's Cocutus, if you go to the light battle thing. Really? Apparently, I don't know. Well, they said it was uh in the in the anime. They say that it's uh Shaltier. Yeah, uh, it was scaling so far as Kokutus. Hmm. They say Shaltier. So anyway, so she's like, oh, you know, growing up the best, you know, is good, but sometimes it can be detrimental because you don't grow. I want her to grow, and I want her to observe me and and observe you, and I want her to grow from this experience. And so that's why I'm bringing her along, you know, mentor her, watch over her, make sure she does good things. Okay, no problem. Yeah, and that happens over the course of the episode as we'll get into. Um, anyway, so everything preparations are all set. Everything is good. All right, to the Dwarven Kingdom. And so they go. Um, they make good headway in the first day. And they're like, okay, we'll stop at the base of this mountain. Okay. And Einzel Fortress. Goes, fortress! Fucking multi-tier, yeah. fully furnished fortress. Yeah. Everyone's uh, like, no, I wish I had that. What the fuck, guys? For real, right? Like, fuck Airbnbs, right? Like, fortress! Yeah, like, fuck. I, I would live there instead. <laughs> For real, dude. In a heartbeat. Every day, just new fortress somewhere else. Yeah, they're just like, all right, just go away for right now. Ergo will stay the same when I when I go anywhere. Fuck. Uh, bro, I would straight up, if I could do that, I would literally go from like beach to beach across like every like place I possibly could. New beach every day. Hey, fortress! You, yeah, you have an actual beach, beach house. Yeah. Fortress! New beach. Fortress! Yeah. Anyway, they do all this. You see, you see the girls talking. Yes. And Chatier basically, basically was writing down every meticulous detail Ein's said. Yeah, because she, yeah, because she, she doesn't want to let him down again. Yeah, and uh, Aura's like, well, you know, that's fine that you're keeping notes on him. That's cool, but like, are you really like absorbing what you're writing? Like, what are you really doing with those notes? And you know, they have a back and forth, but whatever. Anyway, the next day they end up in the Dwarfing Kingdom. Aura goes in. And there's not a soul except for one dwarf. And what do you know the dwarf's name? I don't remember his name. I do not know his name. Anyway, they meet the dwarf, and the dwarf is mining something, and Aura scares her, uh, scares him rather. And the dwarf is like, oh, little kid shouldn't be in here. Here comes Ayn's, like, oh, she's not little. And oh my god, it's a fucking undead. And he's like, oh no, I'm the, the sorcerer king. Ayn's, my doheka, Ayn's old goal, Sama. And he's like, my doheka, oh my god. And so they end up, you know, having a conversation, and we find out basically that the Dwarven Kingdom um has moved six days uh northwest or some shit to like another town. And the reason being is they this town constantly kept getting attacked by these like creatures of some kind. And we find out basically that the guy who they happen to meet happens to know about the runes that Ein's old goal wants to go. But he said he's not the same as his father. His father is a legendary rune maker. And the village has like, you know, has waned in terms of rune making because they've like gone to magic casting. And so there aren't that many rune makers left. And Ein's old goal is like, that's fine. He's like, I want you to sell your soul to me. But in exchange, like, I'll give you all the tools that you need and you guys build you know, all the things of, I want you to build rune technology, rune weapons for me because I want to do stuff with runes. And he's like, I'll give you guys, you know, shelter, food, um, tools, whatever tools you need, I will provide. We'll gather up all the rune makers and we will make rune making, 
you know, a thing again, and it'll be under my uh, my kingdom. And um, the dwarf is like, well, if my soul is all you need for that, I'll be happy to give it up. And so they strike a deal. He's going to be in the in the kingdom making uh, rune weapons. Anyway, as this is happening, those magical creatures we talked about that were basically attacking the dwarves, they magically show up to try and kill anybody that's remaining. And so uh, Shaltier tells uh, Ein's Ogol. Ein's Ogol praises her and says, and your next thing is I want you to capture them all. Why do you want to capture them all? They're like, oh, so you can extract information. Good girl. Go do it. Okay. And so she goes She goes and does it with um, the ninjas, like the ninja characters that are there um, that yeah. Eindrogo has. They basically form like a little like little party and using some fucking OP spell. What is it? Magic binding or some shit? Group yeah. binding? Some shit like that. Basically, she rounds up all the fucking people and um, they're like, oh, we're going to make you talk. And the, the magical creature's like, we're not going to talk. Fuck you. You can kiss my ass. And then uh, what's it called? She puts on like a charm spell, like, and she's like, "Oh my god, my best friend, yay!" And they basically reveal all the like how they're under like the control of like or the under the direction of some other fucking magical creature that wants to yeah. kill. And she's like, "Is that guy there your butler?" Yeah, and Einzel yeah, Gold is like, "Yes, she's she's my master." And Shaltier is like, "What?" And she basically had to play it just a lie, yeah, yeah, basically. And then I forget how the episode ended now. Something attacking somebody. Yeah, basically, like, yeah, like they're at the Dwarven Village now killing everyone. Yeah, basically. And we were only here to kill them if they ran away. Yeah, we're a distraction, basically. The main force is over there at the Dwarven Village, and they're going to slaughter everybody. Okay, I was wrong. It's not Cocutus. It's a character we haven't met yet. That's right. Oh! Dude, I still have to buy my fucking, uh, my Pandora's actor face mask and hat. Yes. (laughs) I still got to buy it. I got to do that, and I got to make my fucking flag for Talk to Kiki. Yes. God damn, I'm tired. All right, let's keep going. Uh, uh, we'll make this one quick. When will IMO make his move? He he tried to make his move and it didn't work out. He, uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, he got a win. <laughs> he finally got the win. But it wasn't a fair win. That was more of a handicap. <laughs> yeah, he won with the handicap, and he went with it in the first place because Ayumu was like, "Don't you want to win? Like, you know, a win's a win." And it, like, he's like, "Oh shit, you're right." And so he he plays offensive. And he wins. Yeah, he did this uh, silver arrow type strategy. He read, uh, not silver arrow, um, uh, like clinging arrow, I think, or something like that. Yeah, but either way, climbing, was a climbing, climbing arrow, climbing silver, climbing silver, climbing silver. Okay, That's it was a climbing silver strategy. That's a very popular strategy because you see that in Naruto and you see that in other places yeah. where that's a that where shogi's a thing. Yeah, and yeah, Hunter, even, Hunter, yeah, and um, what you call it, um. Urushi, she talked about how she could have she could have beaten it, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so um, they and this is a theme throughout this episode where there's a sensei that keeps interrupting their conversations. And so um, what's it called? Also, uh, it's also Christmas time. It's also Christmas time. Yes. Ayumu basically is like, all right, well, I promised I would ask her out after a win. And they're like, oh, there's something I wanted to tell you. Sensei interrupts. And then he's like, yeah, oh. but it was more, it wasn't asking out, 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 but it was more asking her out for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, at but, first, but, but he slipped. Like, I'll set up for Christmas. And so then you see this nice, wholesome thing where you see them two walking home together, and you see our other couple walking home together. Um, and they notice like the same figurines that, um, that, uh, Yurushi had in her that she found when she was, uh, winter cleaning, yeah, um, in the club room. And so they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and then. Ayumu's like, uh, never mind. 
and fucking, yeah, he talked about yeah, he talked about a strategy for something. Yeah, Erushi was upset because throughout this entire episode, about midway, he realized like, oh, he's gonna ask me out. He's gonna to ask me like, let's spend Christmas together. And so she was mentally prepared to say yes and to be together. And he chickened out. And Erushi is pissed off. Well, that so he I don't think she was off. pissed. She was like, oh. she was pissed. She was pissed. She walked away. She was uh, flustered and, and upset. When she yeah, then away. you find out I am. It was like he he really did want to ask her out. Yeah. So and we find out because of the fact that New Year's comes. So Christmas passes. New Year's comes, and um, Urushi and who's her friend? Which one? The dark hair girl. Maki. Yeah, Maki. Um, Maki. They go to the shrine for their yearly visit. I love Maki, by the way. She's she. You know, who she reminds me of. She reminds me of like the faster version of the slow girl from Komi. Right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm seeing it. Now. Me exactly of that, but she, in a cute way. Like she's faster in, in a cute way. She picks up on shit quick. She's like, "Oh, he's here. Bye. I gotta go pee. Bye. Whatever the fuck, you know." So, um, anyway, so they go to the shrine and they're talking, and then um, Arushi dazes off, and so Maki's like, "Oh, you're thinking about a Yumu Senpai or a, a Yumu Kohai, whatever the fuck?" And she's like, "No, of course not. We, we didn't even see each other, talk to each other through Christmas." And as they walk through the shrine. In the corner, who's there? Ayumu. Ayumu's there. And uh, Maki's like, I suddenly have an urge to eat something. Bye-bye. And she goes away and leaves uh, uh, Urushi yeah. and Ayumu yeah, they, Then they spend the time together. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, I actually did that ceremony in Japan on New Year's. Did Year. you? Oh, that sounds yeah. cool. It was, it, was very, it was a great experience. Did your dream come true or your wish come true? I didn't die from COVID. so <laughs> That's not what you wish for, though. No, I, I wish I'd not die because I was literally dying. That's what you wish for at the shrine? No, I forgot what I fucking wish for. That's what I said. Did you wish come true? That's why I asked. Oh, I'm married. I got a house. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. But, anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, Bosco, um, and then he asked her out for, out for Christmas even though it passed. Yeah. And she's like, it passed already. And she's like, I know, but I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. And I'm uh, sorry. Rushi is like, well. She's like, I'll keep my my Christmas open for next year, for this year coming up, and we can spend it's, it together. It's cute. It's cute. It's really cute. It is cute. It is a cute. It's, it's very cute. It reminds me of uh, Senpai's annoying, but better. Yeah, I I like this more than Tsubaki because the same creator. Mm, okay. You can tell by the forehead and how wholesome the girl is. And you can tell. You can also tell by the embarrassment. Like you know, in the yeah. episode, the boy is the one who's embarrassed. In this series, the girl is the one who's always embarrassed. Oh yeah. I guess it's mostly the girl with the giant forehead. I haven't seen Takagi son, so I don't know. Um, I haven't either. I, I I keep wanting to, but for some reason I just hold up for something. Else. I don't watch it because of the, the the lolly aspect. Like they they look like lollies, and I just she, can't. She, she, like, she just in, she, they're they're junior high students. That's it. Yeah, so they're like in like eighth grade, so like seventh 12, grade, like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, that's. I just can't invest into that, dude. Like at least be in high school. At least have like horny hormones, not just like you know. I'm 12 years old. I like you. Eh, it doesn't hit the same. That's I mean, funny. there's levels to it, obviously. You know, in an ideal world, we would want the. Uh... By the way, you didn't. There was another one that I saw. Oh, that was creepy. You ever like look at the corner of your eye and you see like something that looks like a shadow and you freak out? Yeah. For well, after seeing shadows, I try to kill you. Yes. <laughs> no, I just saw the shadow. I was like, oh shit, is that a person? Because I was like, well, I would die on the air. There's proof right here. Um, yeah. but no, um, what was I saying? What the fuck was I just saying? Oh, we gotta move on though. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, there's levels to it. Uh, you didn't go, there was a one that I saw, um, the frozen, um, 
uh, the Frozen King and his and his and his uh, co-worker or something like the Frozen Prince and his co-worker. The Frozen, yeah, the Frozen guy, something like that. Yeah, the Frozen guy and his co-worker. That's an adult yeah. rom-com. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's levels to it. Like you get the adult rom-coms, which you don't get many of. You get the high school rom-coms, which you get a lot of. And then you get the junior high rom-coms, which you don't get as many of, but it's it's not the same. And then you get the the really creepy shit that should put you in jail. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, call the knights. Good episode. Good episode. Uh, yeah, we got uh, basically Ko. Sorry, Yamori thinks he's in love with uh, mm-hmm. Nanakusa after seeing an older couple kiss on the bridge somewhere. They see the free drunk guys. Those guys are cool. I want to hang out with those free drunk guys. They're around all the time. When they're not throwing up. When they're not throwing up. Yeah, this it does be fun to drink where they're like, oh, lucky showing off his wife. Bro, like, what the fuck was on their lives that they drink every single night and get shit faced every well, single that's a night? Fa- well, that's the thing. In Japan, like, after work, they go to bars and drink. Yeah, like, Matt, I, I can't. Like, you know, I'm a lame during my work week. I don't do shit during my work week. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I was like, I, I, I was like if you're buying, I'll go. If you're not buying, I'm going home. <laughs> That's it. Like, if it's if it's on company money, I will go. If I got to pay out of my pocket, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I ain't going. <laughs> nah, but, um, no, yeah, they get shit faced every single night. Like, bro, like, your, your, your production they- will suffer. They, they enjoy their time at night. I don't have to tell you. They get blackout drunk at night. Yeah, but they make friends with Yamori and Nanakusa. Mm. Nazuna. Nazuna. Okada. Okada. <laughs> Nakata. Naka, knock it the fuck off. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> no, she's likable, <laughs> unlike him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Nazuna, she uh, goes to Yamori. Like, Why are you yelling? Why are you yapping about? What the fuck? And he's like, I think I'm in love with you. Here's my neck. Right? And she's like, oh, stop. Put that away. It's indecent. Like, stop being lewd. <laughs> it's so, I find that hilarious how she, like, you know, like, oh, suck on my makes head. all these jokes, but like, it's, so, it's like, so dirty. And then she'll, like, say something like, oh, like, no, look at that stick. Like, it looks like a cock. <laughs> well, if you say anything nice or wholesome, she'll freak out like, no. No, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, she sucks his blood and Surprised to no one, it doesn't work. He's like, why doesn't it work? Because like, you're not in love, you're in lust. Yeah, like you're in lust. You just saw two old, you just saw a married couple make it out right there. I saw you. Don't don't lie. I, you know, and when he, he said that, like you're in lust, I expected something dirty to happen. You know, like like she show her pants to or something like that, or you see she's more. She's forty. Her. He's like he. She's forty, and he's like thirteen. Bro, like her, her her fucking the way they draw her boobs like bothers me. Like they're like so misshapen. They're the tear. Okay. They're, they're like a typical teardrop titty, but like it's so misshapen, dude. But she's got an ass though, and she does. Well, she got a nice body. And then the same thing with uh, what's her face? Akira's Akira. name. Akira. Well, her, who who we're gonna talk about now? Her yeah. face is just like so like oddly drawn. You know, I'm, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And you're frozen yeah. again. You're hey, frozen. You fro- yep, frozen again. But no, uh- frozen again. There we go. Okay. I said I like Akira. She's a nice character. She's up. She um. It's like what twelve o'clock. She doesn't wait. Yeah, she's it's not four yet. Four no, so yeah, so we see the beginning of the episode. Basically, yeah, throughout that episode, you see the beginning of the the big be- real beginning of the episode. Like, like the class. Like, yeah, yeah. The, she's in class and she lives her life. She's bored, unhappy. She has no one to and greet her. Teachers with. talking oh. about sleeping. 
Yeah, and she has no one. She, you know, she's very. She's got an unloving life, and it's quite sad. You know, quite honestly, if they wanted to like delve briefly into a dark, like a dark transition of like suicide or something, that would be a great, not great, like literally great, but like that would be a, an exemplary example of what leads teens to to that life of feeling that like hopelessness of like boredom and nothing. And I kind yeah. of felt that internally while I was watching this. Like, wow, if this if she just went and fucking hung herself, like it would make sense. Yeah, because um, it's fucked. But in any case, yeah. So she goes to sleep at like eight thirty at night. It was a uh, what's it called? Eighteen thirty. No. Yeah. Was it? Eight, no, it's eighteen thirty. That's six thirty p.m. Yeah, and she woke up at twelve. She got her like six hours. Yeah, and then um, what you call it? She gets dressed. Around. Yeah, she gets dressed and she goes to school and she happens to see. Uh, well, well, she's Amari. not going. Well, she wasn't going to school. Yeah, she was just walking around and uh oh, she got dressed and she had her like she had everything and she's like oh and she's like i was just gonna wait in front of the gate no big deal and when she sees and cole and cole is down with me yeah she's like oh you're gonna go see uh uh Nakuza? nazana nazana she's like yeah like okay well come with us hang out okay so you know what what is the thing two's a what is it two's a party three's a crowd. crowd yeah two's a party three's a crowd yeah, so and, that's but they're but they're, they're playing video games old video games yeah, and then yeah, wins, and he goes to uh, she goes like here, like if you win, I'll give you a kiss. And she's like, no, I don't. I'm good. It's like, like, I want to play the game, but I don't want to kiss. It's like, oh, that, like, why do you kiss? It was like that's what friends do. Friends kiss. Okay. Well, I kiss, mean, you know, kiss, kiss not... the kiss the homies good night. <laughs> <laughs> kiss the homie. <laughs> he kisses the homies good night. I was gonna say it's not as bad logic as kissing makes you pregnant. Fucking Amelia. No, everyone knows it's hand holding. Hand holding, hand holding makes you pregnant. Exactly. Kissing gives you twins. <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs> but yeah, they're all like playing games, hanging out. Akira wants to leave, but there's a thunderstorm out. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not gonna go anywhere. We're not gonna have you walk in the rain. Yep. And then Azuna's like, oh, "This be here. We'll wake you. Like, once it, once the rain stops, you're done. You trust oh, you me, forgot. You forgot that. Uh, what's it called? Eventually. Uh, what's it called? Ko does let Nazana uh, suck his neck, and uh, what's it called? Akira's all grossed out. Like, yo, can you not do that in front of me? Do that elsewhere. Ugh. Like she thought, like yeah, they were, like, making out. And that's shit. what made her want to leave. Yeah, yeah, that's what made her want to leave. Anyway, and as she does that, you can see Ko is like nervous because you know he's sleeping between two girls, and he you know, there's again there's genuine something between her him and Akira, and Akira recognizes it, like, oh, are you scared that your hand that our hands are gonna touch? It's fine, I don't mind. You know, and so he lets his guard down. They touch hands and they have a brief conversation. And um, it's a nice, wholesome conversation about friendship and, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, and she's he's like, I want to be a vampire. And he's like, well, that's fine. But you don't, you know, as long as you're a vampire, you still come to school. Just come to school with me, you know. And she's still trying to get him to come to school, which is still nice. But it's for selfish reasons. But at the same time, you get the understanding behind yeah, it. Yeah, it's more of she doesn't want to be alone. <laughs> yeah, for real. And so she's like, I'm just going to you know, close my eyes. And uh, you know, as soon as the rain stops, I'll be gone. And so she closes her eyes. And she it's sleeps like for seven. five hours. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like 7 a.m. No, it's like 10. And she's late for school. And she wakes up. And she wakes up Ko. And Ko is knocked the fuck out because he's, you know. He's yeah, like, and, no and that's when he's gone. No, and no, she's not. Remember, she thought she's she's gone initially, and she gets up and she's going towards the door. Nazuna's like, "Yo," and then yeah. she she gives a good quote. It's a very good quote, and I I, I really agree with it. It said, "People go to sleep when uh, when their day fall to sleep when their day when their day feels fulfilled." Was your day fulfilled? 
And she's like, maybe, maybe not. And she goes to school happy. And yeah. that's the end of the episode. Yeah, she actually smiled. <clears throat> she smiled, yeah. Good shit. I love this. Just... Can't wait to see today's episode. All right. Uh, Light Cross Recoil. This was good shit. Uh, there's death flags all around. Death flags? I, Chisau is definitely going to die. <laughs> you think? Oh, you think so? You think Chisau is going to die? She, oh, she's definitely going to die. Mm. I, I'm getting that vibe. Every time we know more about her or anything, I think she's just going to die. And Takina is going to be alone. You're getting what's her face vibes from Tantewa? Siesta? Yeah. You're getting Siesta vibes? Siesta. Oh, yeah. Siesta. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. But uh, yeah, um, they got a mission. A uh, tour guide for this old crippled man. Mm-hmm. And then what, what? What? What was his name exactly? Machi something son. I just call him Machi. Machi. Yep. Basically, they go on. They, they, basically, that's the thing. He, he can't. He he, has, he can't move anything. He has some sort of like terminal illness, and he asks for like one final, um, one yeah. final tour of Japan. <laughs> And so um, <clears throat> they go on their tour. Everything and, is really yeah, good. but but before that though, they talk about Chisato's uh, artificial heart at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I understand what that's like. I don't have a heart. Like it's artificial. Like what?" And she's like, "Oh, like a pacemaker. Like nope, the whole thing. I don't like, have it's, heart. All, it's all machinery. It's all machinery. Like whoa, what the fuck?" Like, what and the so, shit? and it leads to some good revealing information we'll get to momentarily. Anyway, yeah. they go on their they go on their trip. Everything is good. Things are going well. And then an assassin, Silent Jin, Silent Jin, uh, comes into play, and basically we're told that Silent Jin killed this guy's family. And yeah. the more they 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 recognize him, um, the who's the the black guy? Mika. <clears throat> Mika's like, oh, that was my partner like twenty five years ago. Yeah, like we're learning about these other characters too. Yeah. At, as he's progress, good storytelling, very good storytelling, and so. Mizuki gets knocked out by Jin. Yeah, so we start seeing a really cool, like you know, chase scene in essence, where they're trying to save Machi-san, but uh, Jin yeah, is like Ta- Ta- fights Jin first. Yeah, so they're, and they're, Jin's trying to kill, legitimately kill them, and so uh, Takina, no, yeah, Takina fights him first, and things go well. She loses her gun in the struggle, and then on a she fall, I should say. Oh, gra- fall. Yeah, and like, she's yeah. trying to escape. She gets grazed by a bullet. She's bleeding pretty heavily by the graze, but she's, you know, she'll be fine. It's just a flesh wound. It's just bleeding heavily. And then Chisato is confronted. Like, the guy's like, oh, that's Jin, isn't it? Machi's like, it's Jin. Like, that guy killed my family. Um, Like, yo, I want you to kill him. And Shisato is hesitant about it. But regardless, she wants to save Takina. So she goes after. We see another great gun battle happen between Jin and Takina. I'm sorry, Jin and Shisato. And Shisato wins. Bro, puts a whole clip into his chest, point blank, of those like stun bullets. Yeah. Knocks him unconscious. And so the guy, uh, Machi-san, was like, I want you to kill him. He killed my family. Kill him, kill him, kill him. Basically, again, Palpatine. There's a theme of Palpatines in these series. Dude. But anyway, Chisato's like, I don't want to take a life. Like, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm a licorice. I'm not really a tour guide. And the machine that's supposedly holding Machi-san alive stops. Well, not him. And, yeah, and you, find no, out you learn, yeah. So they're like, what the fuck is happening? So they call the cleaners who are supposed to take care of their things. And we find out that that there was never a guy named Machi-san. That the like guy he died in the wheelchair, a while ago. The guy, yeah, the guy in the wheelchair was somebody who, who died already. Um, they machinery was just like kind of fake or whatever the case. It's was. Saw, it's saw someone hacked it to talk through it. 
Yeah, and the, he was wearing these goggles the whole episode. Those goggles were VR glasses that the hacker was able to see the information and whatnot. And um, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty fucking wild. Wasn't and there was also shooting somewhere. Oh no, we also forget we didn't talk about the fact that um that uh what's it called one of the police detectives that visits the shop often was with his uh kohai and they found bullets and they found traces of gunshots and his kohai is like yo this wasn't an accident this was fucking terrorism and the guy's like yeah well you know all these accidents are considered are really terrorism by reality he's like what do you mean they've been covering it up they're like no he's just being told what he's being ordered to cover it up by somebody he's not doing it himself necessarily and they're like well what the fuck why don't we do it and they're like and they see shisato earlier in the episode you know walking the guy and they see like this festival happening and they're like as long as people can live in peace and be happy then it doesn't matter who's covering up what because that's why they cover it up in the first place um and then as they were down or before this before they got up to the surface while they were down there they were confronted by some people and they ran away so they wouldn't get caught um, but basically, there are people that are starting to realize that there are bigger things going on across the city, yeah, even, um, including uh, that terrorist event. Even Mika talks to Jim for a bit. Yeah, and they find out, like, what happened to your leg? And they have a conversation. And then the end of the episode is pretty raw. Um, there's an exchange of information between the terrorist group, and there's a, a, a licorice following, a Lycoris. You know, we say licorice, but it's really Lycoris. There's a Lycoris following him. And, you forgot before that when uh, Chisato and Misaka they had that moment together and oh yeah well, they're laying together and no one's around because earlier in the episode, um, the talking heart, to yeah. asks talking to ask uh, Chisato about my about her heart and she's like yeah you know I don't have a heart whatever there's no heartbeat and talking to touches her chest and she's like yo can you not grab my boobs in public and they're like all right whatever but this time yeah. like yeah she like, yeah, lays on her chest and, and yeah they're alone yeah. She leaves, uh, she leans her, her, her ear onto her chest and she's like, wow, there's really no heartbeat. And it warms, you know, it warms she's out those heart and like, yep, yeah, cool, isn't it? And it's like they, the two girls share a moment together. And that's oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. Now we get to one of the Lycoris girls. Yeah. The episode ends with there's an exchange of information between the terrorist, the Lycoris girl is behind one of the terrorists, whips out her gun, and then the main terrorist comes out, runs her over to injure her. And then a bunch of terrorists come out. And they Shoot. empty the clip in this girl. They empty the clip, bro. Poor girl. There was, I swear to God, at least eight guys. What is it? Eight guys and then like 10 shots per fucking, per, per gun. Oh, yeah. She's she switched cheese. They riddled her with bullets. Riddled. She did. In fucking yeah. broad daylight. Well, not broad. It was nighttime, but you know. Nighttime, yeah. It was Crazy. nighttime. Crazy. But good shit. Right. We're almost there. I know. Man in the best. We're uh, what's it called? We're hitting midnight. Yeah, we got Man in the Best, Sasaki, and Main Event. The main event should be Sasaki, to be honest. Well, okay, no. We eh, what's hold on? Our main event is Engage. Yeah. You know, we should have started off with Sasaki. Then we should have gone. With I know. Him. I also forgot about this. Yeah. So right. We'll we'll make a co-main. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh we 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 learned a little bit about Reg. Yes, we do. Faputa. Uh, this is a dark episode. These last two, yeah, but we're well, but yeah, we're not gonna talk about the last one too much. But oh, but yeah, half dark. it was Reg and Faputa, and Faputa recognizes Reg, but Reg uh-huh. doesn't recognize her. Uh huh. And yeah, she was like asking all these questions, all this, and he's not really, she's not really giving him info he wants. Mm-hmm. Like to learn more about himself, she just, she's just mostly rambling. It's midnight. Good morning. 
Yeah, that. Like, m- most of that shit. And it's like, it got to the point where... Reagan... Oh, exactly. I was telling you, it's midnight here. Good morning. Oh, good morning. I thought the fuck she said. Uh, she probably did somewhere. She, she, I guess she rambles. Oh, All right. Yeah, it's midnight now. Good morning. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but all that's going on, it led to the point where Reg actually leaves. Mm-hmm. But we're not done yet because Nanachi uh, finds out that Mitty is alive. Yes, she gets taken over to the, the other sage's house. And we find out, yes, Mitty is alive. And yeah. basically, Fuck. it's wild. And we find out how she's alive in the, in the, other, episode, in the other episode, which yeah. we'll get to. Um, but they share day. they share a sad moment between each other, and it's really wholesome. And that's all we see from them on that episode. Yeah, and you find out bon- Bondru is one that brought her there. No, that's the other ep- that. But uh, but the guy mentioned is a guy of a mask that brought her there. She's, he said in that in that episode, and she recognizes his. Bond. Anyway, um, and we'll get to and the then, more, a deeper explanation. And then, and then with Rico, <laughs> yes, Rico diarrhea. She stops diarrheaing, and she starts venturing around, <clears throat> trying to find it, and. She sees the um the the guy who fucked the the, the I guess the well for well, what well, she, the well, she, she the smelled hollow. the hollow but she smelled the diner yeah she smelled the diner and then the hollow comes over and she starts getting freaked out but the hollow still just wants to be friends like you know well actually no um so she goes there she talks to the chef no the hollow chef. was with her they walked there together because she she was walking. And then she was but basically she was walking. She got caught into a trap between some. All right, let me just back up. All right, so I remember. Yeah, so she was walking there. Yeah, she was walking. She was walking. She smelled the food and she's like, oh, this smells really good. So she's walking towards it and she gets caught up in a trap where like these evil hollows or these dark hollows were trying yeah, they, to. Yeah, they like bring her over. Like, oh, yeah, that's like, where your friends are. Yeah, they were trying to basically molest her and. Um, no, they, they, uh, they wanted the pet. Yeah, what, yeah, what's his name again? What's his name again? Menno? Minnow? Menno? Menta fucking um, starts with them. Yeah, I agree. It's Menta. Also, leave like goddamn, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. Menya. Menya. There we go. Thank you. So, and they wanted to get with Menya, and then who saves her? Ah. <clears throat> Ma. The, the, the pink the, hollow. Yeah. The pink hollow that got fucked up by trying to fuck up uh, Menya. Anyway, they become homies, and we find out later on in this episode that basically that. Ma kind of ch- like some hollows will choose companions, and so Ma's chosen Rico as a companion, and you know they end up being cool. Whatever, whatever, that's cool. So anyway, they stay go over to the to the to the the diner, basically like this this food place, and they find the food tastes good. It's really spicy food, and they try to talk to the person to the the cook, and the cook speaks Japanese. And do you remember yes. the cook's name? Because I don't. No, I do not. I don't think they said her name. I don't know. It's a woman, yeah. So the cook gives her the food. Everybody they eat the food. It's good food. It's spicy food. And they're like, "Oh, how do you know the language?" They're like, "Oh, there's a few of us. Like the guy over there. He's one of the great sages, huh?" And he speaks Japanese. And um, we don't get much information on him, but we get an introduction, and then he goes on her day. Um, Rico, she stays after the diner closes, and Rico's like, "I need a favor," and she's like, "What's that?" She's like, "Can you teach me the language?" Well, the, the, that was in the last episode. We forgot you're you're missing Velo, the first adventure. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. The one with the red? the the redhead. No, Eloko. That's the end. That's the end. That's toward the end of the episode. I was gonna get to that. We did miss. Um, we did no. Yeah, we did miss. I would say the the, lang- the language was yesterday. 
last week she was talking to him and said, you might find your friends in the pit because that's where the people that are new to the area go. No, she got she got that information afterwards. I I am telling you. I know, I, I, bro, I, not, I, she literally I, she asked. She's like, oh, she's like, can you teach me the language? Teach the language. And she's like, by the way, where um, do you know where my friends might have gone? And she's like, and then she said the pit. And then they go into the pit, and then that's when we see the first adventurer, which you just ruined. I would say I am telling you, she learned the language today. Well, used today as in like freaking. I know, like, like the, no, the latest episode. <laughs> Yeah, she no, yeah, she that was again. We're skipping. We skipped. I, I was trying to tell you, like, they went to the pit. She learned the language after. No, she did not learn the language after the pit. She went over and saw fucking oh my god. No, shut up. Let me fucking tell it. <clears throat> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm I'm doing it in the correct order. You did remind me that we did skip Reg meeting the, the tall guy. What's his name? Do you know? The one that was with Fapata. As Matt's looking that up, basically. Um, we did skip Reg Gabu, uh, Gabu, Gabarun, Gabaru. That sounds like the fucking guy from uh, what's it called? From uh, slime. <laughs> anyway, so um, Reg is chased, and I, did he, was he chased in the previous episode? He was chased by that thing, like the dragon. That no, um, basically he was trying to find his way back. He saw the dragon. Yeah, and he got chased by the dragon, and then so we see Gabaru. And Gabaru picks him up and tries to point him in the correct direction. They have a conversation. We find out Reg is a uh, so, sort of informational unit, right? Yeah, like like they're like they're they're both they're both the same in a sense. Yeah, they're both they're like cousins in essence, and so they're basically called like there's a official term, and I'm not giving it the correct term, but they're like an informational unit. We find out that the creator or whoever of the abyss, um. Yeah, we find out the creator of the abyss put these informational units on each layer of the abyss and that they would talk to each other um, and communicate things that they saw or things that are happening, etc. But they, he said that that communication ceased centuries ago. And uh, uh, Reg is like, oh, you know the creator? Who's the creator? And he's like, no, I don't know who the creator is. We were not given that information. We have to take you somewhere where you can regain your memories, regain your, your data. He said, regain your data. And so that's where they leave off with that. Um, and so then we see basically, um, again, as I mentioned, so uh, Rico stays in the diner after everybody leaves, asked to get taught the language. She gets the basic languages down. We find out their language is basically combinations of different words and different meanings. Like if they say like uh, fuba or whatever the fuck, it means like 80% one language, 10%. Sorry, 80% one word, 10% another word, 10% another word. And you combine them, and that's how you think. So she gets a little sheet. She's able to communicate a little bit better. And then she's like, hey, by the way, where are my friends? And do you know where my friends are? And she's like, oh, well, I don't know where your friends are, but um, I think I think she was talking about Reg. Reg might be in the pit. Go in the pit. And she's like, oh, people can't go into the pit. Like, people that are from the village can't go in the pit because it's – you know, it's basically their curse. If they go in the pit, it's their curse. But there's nothing about people that are not from the village. So they go into the village and she goes in with Ma and Ma's fine until the very end where Ma throws up fucking green shit because it's she's uh, it's straining and suffering. But in any case, um, they go into the pit and they find the the black uh, figures from the balancing system and they surround uh, Rico and Ma, but they aren't doing anything. They're, they're gentle. And as they continue, Rico hears a voice talking to the animals in the in the in the in the language. And 
goes over and sees a naked human. And that naked human, as Matt said, is the very first adventurer. And so she has a discussion with her. And it's a little awkward at first because it's the first time she's seen a human in centuries. And so Rico asks, like, yo, how did you get here? Like, why are you hooked up to these fucking black apparatuses? And she goes, you know, I was I was greedy and the village is the way that it is because of me. And so this is my punishment. And Rico doesn't buy the fact that she's a bad girl. Um, so she basically frees Rico because she tells Rico like, hey, you should be able to free me if you just pull on the string and say release like, you know, and so she does that. And she's like, I don't believe you're a bad girl. Like, I think you're good. Come on. And so she basically releases her from the from the balancing system. And at this point is when Moth throws up and they're like, oh, let's go because, you know, th- that poor creature is straining. So they go up and they're like, oh, um, let's try and find my other friends. And then they're like, hey. Let's go to the other sage's house. And so the first adventurer is like, hey, I can't go in there because I'm going to get in trouble if they find out that I escaped my punishment. So I'll stay outside. And Rico's like, OK, no problem. So her and Ma go in into um, the, the adventurer's house and they see Magica there. They see um, what's her face? Um, Nanachi. Nan- Nanachi. She's Nanachi there and they see fucking uh, what's it called? And they see uh Midi. Uh, and they're like, oh, my God, Mitty. And so Rico recognizes immediately by looking into it's into Mitty's eyes that um, that Mitty is the one that was with her. And so she credits Mitty for saving her as part of that process. But then she sees Nanachi asleep trying to wake up Nanachi. Nanachi is not waking up. And she's like, what happened to Nanachi? And the sage is like, Nanachi wanted to be with Mitty and wanted to stay with Mitty forever. She gave up her 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 entity, her herself to be with Mitty. And so they're like what the fuck and so she's like oh how did you get midi in the first place and that's when we find out a bonjrood had come to the sixth layer many times and had uh midi there apparently he was able to recreate midi um but he wouldn't give up midi wouldn't give up wouldn't give it up wouldn't give it up wouldn't give it up and eventually the sage what did it gave up like 50 percent of its body 20 percent of its innards like 10% of its mind, some shit like that as a negotiation and was able to receive an exact copy, including the soul of Mitty. So this Mitty that's there is the original Mitty's dead, but this is basically a, a shadow clone, including its soul of the original Mitty. And so um, this sage now has Mitty and has Nanachi in its possession. And Rico's like, well, I want both of them. What can I negotiate? And um, so the sage is like, nope, I want your entire body. And Rico's like, you're being too greedy. And sage is like, yeah, I know. So she's like, well, what do you want? And she's like, oh, no, she's like, at first, she's like, how about this? I'll give you my 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 fingernails and all my hair that I've like spent great time like cutting. And she's like, it's not enough. And she's like, in addition to your hair and fingernails, I want to what uh, she says. She's like, I want 50 percent of your guts. Basically, I want you basically pick pick one of these. Yeah. Both your eyes, both your legs, or your digestive system. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends off. Wow. Does that sound more familiar, Matt? I'm not going to argue, but we, fu- I'm going to say we, we both just fucked up the whole order. <laughs> <laughs> not you somewhere, too. <laughs> somewhere, some fucking fanatic is like throwing their phone saying, fuck these fucking clowns. Where do they live? I'm going to shoot them up. Huh, I, I'm going to, while we're off the air, I'm going to go. Skip like a fast forward button when we're done here <laughs> on nope. both episodes. Okay, and you're gonna uh, see that I yeah. except for the one I skipped the thing. I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I will tell you 
every minute or so, like every couple of minutes, what we skipped. <laughs> okay. From episode <laughs> four and five. You're gonna be on with it. We're not gonna do it on the air, we're gonna do it after the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, moving on. Moving on to the comment. It was so wholesome. I, I I I'm so I'm so happy. To see it's so again. hard, you know. I'm, truth be told, I guess with gender norms and societal norms, it's hard to say that gay relationships are wholesome. Not hard, but like I don't know. So maybe like someone uh, like me who's not Hollywood, part of the spectrum. Hollywood, Hollywood makes them too. Yeah, like it's it's odd for me to say that uh, anything that's like homosexual or anything in that spectrum is wholesome. But it, there's nothing why, wrong with that's, it. Obviously. That's why but, I love 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 Simon because that was a wholesome yeah. homosexual movie. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, but I, I truth be told, like I said, when I saw it, 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 everything about this was so wholesome and cute. It was adorable. Yeah, and again, like, I, was ha- I, was, I, I was happy with the OP again. I it, love that OP. <laughs> it's very, it, I do like that OP as well. It's very easy to forget, especially with the way that 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 Mia Chan is so feminine. It's easy to forget that it's two dudes. Like it really looks like a, a really like it looks like a really like straight guy who's really the gayer of the two and a girl. Who's really a guy you know that's the the dynamic you get <clears throat> and so but no everything about this was fucking wholesome um even the, the parts with our new characters which we'll get into um it was very cute it was such a good yeah good and, and again the episode is simple it made me want a season two even more than i already would have wanted you know you know though. we know we're not gonna get it probably not well we're gonna get a movie you said right oh uh, yeah we're getting a graduation movie yeah so we'll get that and we're getting a spinoff OVA of Akira and Taiga. Is it? I thought it was supposed to be a spinoff of Hirano and, and, and Keg is his name? I will double check. I th- swore you said it was Hirano and... Uh, it might be I, just I, over. I, 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 I thought, and, I, I thought it was about the president. But um, it's not. It's uh, Yeah, it's Hirano and Kagira, so which is Taiga and Akira, his boyfriend. Mm. It's that and then the uh, graduation movie. Hmm. Yeah, I want I, I one about the president, but who knows? We might get it. We might not. What's the what's Hirano's lover's name? Keg? What's his Akira. name? The other Akira. Akira Kagura. I don't recall. The guy that the guy at the gym class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, his uh, name's like his oh, name's Akira. That. Akira? Okay. Yeah. He called him something else. Like uh, Keg- Kagi Kagiura. Kagi. 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 Yeah. Kagi kun. Kagi kun. Yeah, yeah. Ta- Taiga and Kagi. Okay, there we go. Taiga and Kagi. So hold on, Kagi is with Hirano though. No. So does he not yeah, get with Ka- Hirano and he gets with Taiga? Taiga is Hirano. Oh. Yeah, it's Taiga Hirano. Hirano and fucking Kagi. Taiga sounds better. Taiga reminds me of the fucking short uh su- Sunday. The big difference between tall ass gay Hirano and fucking short, stuffy, fucking bitchy fucking Taiga. Big difference. Yeah, sh- sh- yeah, yeah small lolly girl, yeah. I mean, you know. I have my preference. Whatever. We digress. Anyway, she's a lolly. Come on. Uh, fuck. I just lied that makes the shit out of you. Hey, you know, whatever. Hey, we had the three hour mark. It's been a while since we did that. Yes. Yeah, it's been a while. We usually get the two fifteen, two and a half. Nope, not today, motherfuckers. Uh, we got a lot. That's why. Ah, uh, goddamn it. Anyway, all right. Let's fucking let's, let's get this going. Um. So basically, the episode starts off. Um. Typical day in the in the, in the discipline uh, section. Yeah, the disciplinary committee section, and then a student busts in and is like, "Oh, I'm so upset. I lost my key, my keychain that my girlfriend gave me. Like, where did you leave it? Oh, it was by my bike rack because I use it for my bike key, and I don't have it. All right. And so the first disciplinary committee lost and found the committee is found, founded, I should say. Yes. And so 
Um, everybody goes out and search along the way. Um, before, yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, before that, though, as they're going off searching, um, what's his face? Um, Sasaki and uh, Kurosawa have yeah. a conversation. Kurosawa sees, uh, sees um, what's it called? Sees Sasaki in the um, in the hallway, and she's like, "Hey, I have a question." And he's like, "Okay, what's up?" And she's like, "Hey, are you and Miano dating?" And at this point, Kurosawa doesn't know anything about the fact that Sasaki's asked him out. Um, and yeah, but I think this episode was supposed to be before. They it is before. Dated. It is before. Okay. It is before. Yeah. This happened basically in between the season. Yeah. So basically, he's already asked. He's already seriously asked him out, and Miano's like seriously considering it or still trying to figure it out. So, and that's why the episode is titled before him before Miano uh, knew his feelings or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, "Oh, are you going to go out with him?" And there, she's like, "Oh, he's like, no, nah, yeah, but no, like whatever." Like he's kind of like deflecting it, and he's like, "Oh, he's like the reason why I asked is because I think it would be good for you guys to date, but it's not my business. Um, but you both have helped me very much, so I'd be supportive of whatever you decide, which is very nice of of uh, Kurosawa to say." And so at this moment, Miyano comes like, "Oh, Kurosawa, Sasaki Senpai, like what are you guys talking about? Like we're talking about math." Yeah. I'm fucking random. Like, oh, okay, math, cool. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah, like Sasaki's good at math. <laughs> and Sasaki's like, no, the fuck, I'm not. <laughs> like, but, yeah, he's smarter than me, and I'm the best at it. Sometimes yeah, he's like, I thought your good grades are good, but okay, cool. But um, anyway, they're like, oh, what are you doing, Mia Chan? Like, oh, we're doing the Lost and Found. You want to come hang out and try and find this fucking keychain? Okay, sure, why not? So they everybody tries to go find the keychain. They share a couple wholesome moments together, and then um, everybody it's basically. basically we find out what happens. Yeah, we find out what happens eventually. And so um, they all meet up at the bike rack. They're like, oh, let's go over to the gym. They're like, all right. So they go to the gym. And at this point, Hirano gets abducted by uh, by Kagi-kun. And yeah. Kagi-kun, you know something? Kagi-kun is the most gay character I've seen out of the entire bunch. He's, he's a Zumi, but not a beta. Dude, like he is like, bro, like pouty, full pouty face. Like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I don't care about don't the they, gym. Don't, they, let, don't, they, don't they share a dorm or something? Supposedly, yeah. We learned in the series that they share like a dorm room or something together. He's like, I just so, wanna... why, why, so why can't he wait till fucking after school? Because he's in love with. He's in love with the boy. He wants That's more right. chimpo. Wants more chimpo, bro. I'm sure they share yeah. chimpo. I'm sure they do, yeah. More chimpo, bro. But no, so you know, it, and you know, it, it, like I said, he's the, he's the most gay of the entire bunch that I've seen. But their dynamic is really adorable. Like he is so feminine, it is like watching a woman, except it's a guy with a dick. Yeah, and you get to see more of Hirano's soft side too. <laughs> yeah, his cute side. He was very cute, and he's like, you know, and he he acts, you know, he acts like the like the man in the relationship. He's definitely the top. But you know, there's something to that dynamic where he gets like, you know, kind of like flustered he stutters a little bit um like i said it's it is a really really nice dynamic between them um and so they have conversations eventually they depart yeah drive back to the gym class (laughs) yeah and they depart because kagi almost gets attacked by a cat and hirano saves him and there's a theme with cats throughout this episode and there becomes a major plot point toward the end with the cat yeah and it's all Masato's fault. <laughs> it is. So basically, as we keep going, there's another moment with Sasaki Miyano. Um, they're in the hallway, and they pass the window where they were at the um, the end of the cultural festival, which yeah. is after the cultural festival. Um, so they're at. They pass the window. Um, Miyano stops and starts thinking, and Sasaki's like, "Hey, listen, I want to be honest with you. I wasn't talking to Kurosawa about math. 
I was talking to him about the fact that he asked us, he asked me about us. And he's like, did you tell him anything? And he's like, no, I didn't tell him anything. They're like, oh, I guess he's on to, he's on to our feelings. And, you know, they have a nice, quiet, you know, wholesome moment. And then um, as they're talking, Miano, I'm sorry, Sasaki grabs Miano and pulls him close to him. And, of course, Miano's flustered. And they're like, what happened? And it's because a cat jumped into the fucking lap of a lap of them. And so um, he basically saves uh, Miano from getting basically hit by a cat. The cat yeah. has a uh, some sort of key in its hand, and they're like, "What's this?" Or the in student mouth. council key, yeah, yeah, and it's the student council key, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And earlier they saved somebody else. Say, uh, say, oh no, it was Kagi and Hirano. Kagi um, was about to oh, be uh, Sasaki. Sasaki caught two cats. No, no, no. The other one was Miano. Was Hirano and, and Kagi because the same thing happened. And the first time with the cat. Uh, Hirano saved Kagi and got the key in its mouth, and it was somebody else's fucking um, like keychain or something. And so the second time, Sasaki saved Miano, and it had the student council key. And so they get back to this to the to the to the disciplinary committee room, and they're like, "Oh, we found the shit." And they're like, "Really? Where was it?" And they're like, "Well, funny you say that." And basically, the student council president, who happens to also be the um, the president of the Animal Appre- Appreciation Club, has been feeding stray cats um in his spare time and so eventually he got caught he got in trouble but he basically made up the uh the committee the animal appreciation committee so we can continue to feed the cats and he's gonna be asking the school to adopt them which is very wholesome but in the process he lost the key and the cats have been hanging out and so the cats have been running roughshod across the entire school taking things and moving things and things of that nature so they find the, the student's key and they're like, oh, well, now the student council key is missing. He's like, oh, you mean this key? And they find the key. And it's a funny scene with everybody. And basically, the disciplinary committee has a bunch of shit they have to delve out to people that are missing stuff. And uh, it's a cute episode. And it ends on that note. There we go. Yeah. Very cute. Man you give it? time. What? What'd you give it? Uh, I gave it like a three and a half. I gave it a four. Yeah, it was simple. Nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was it very a- light. It was more about Taiga and Kagi I cared about. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely the development. Definitely want to see more with them. Like they, they seem like so gay. Like I said, it's just like it, it's a, it's just an odd dynamic. That's literally what I felt. I was like Sasaki Miano. You get lost in the fact that Mia Chan is so feminine, even though he's a dude. But like, like what's his face? Kagi is like the fucking tall basketball player. Hirano is you know masculine in his own way. Like this is the true. To me, this is truly an exemplary form of like gayness in its entirety with the show not a bad thing i'm not bitching about it i'm just yeah, you know yeah. throwing it out there that's what i got all right main event main event of the evening engage kiss first time we're doing engage kiss even though sasaki Miyano is going to be our cover no I'll, I'll probably give it to recoil or engage no give it to sasaki we, we, already, gonna... we, already, we already put him in the cover for this season no i meant in general <laughs> eh, fuck all right fine you can give it to engage he was engaged, and then we'll do like all that course when it becomes super hot at some point, I imagine. Anyway, engage kiss. Boy, what a couple last couple episodes, eh? Yeah. Um fuck. <laughs> oh, where do where do we begin? What happened? Oh, um, yeah. So the beginning of episode four, um, we see a demon hazard. Um, and basically they're able to capture the demon hazard. Um, the demon hazard ends up being a mafia member, because of course there's you know gang members and shit in, in this town. And so um, they're trying to investigate who it was, why he became that way, trying to unveil, like, you know, who's doing what. And 
um, the mafia member who happens to be the demon cast gets killed, and that shakes up everything. And throughout this process, um, as they're trying to investigate uh, Shu and I'm not sorry, not Shu. Um, what's her face? Kisara and uh, Ayano, they get closer to each other um, because of their internal struggles with, with Shu. Um, one day, as what did they? They were just hanging out. No, no, they were just walking or something, right? And no, they, so there was tension. Let me phrase that. There was tension back and forth. And you've seen the tension throughout the season, but the tension kind of comes to a head when Kisara decides to stalk Ayano a little bit in terms of where she's at. This leads to them hanging out, meeting up, whatever. And so eventually they meet up in like some like diner and they end up having dinner together and they have a, a girl to girl conversation. And basically Kisara admits to Ayano like, hey, you know, Shu, as you know, wants to like, you know, find his family. But you don't know the depths like that he's willing to go to. Like, yeah, he went with a de- and Ayano's like, yeah, he went with a demon. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, we give each other power. But um, and as this is happening, um, the detective and the black guy um, who was his like foster parent basically are having their own conversation. And the detective is like, no matter who it is, no matter what the scenario is, whenever a demon associates itself with a human, a demon must always take something from the human. It's a leeching relationship. And as this conversation is happening some like, in a different time frame earlier in the day, Ayano and Kisar are having this conversation and they're like, basically, um, oh, basically they had like a, a, a back and forth. Uh, oh, no, I definitely remember now. Let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. So um, uh, what's it called? Shu and Ayano have a conversation. They're trying to investigate whatever. And Ayano brings up a memory and Shu doesn't remember. And Ayano just loses her shit. Like she becomes emotional, upset, runs away. She's crying under a bridge in the rain. Kisara happens to notice her and comes up to her and says, like, why are you crying? And Ayano's being standoffish because, you know, it's not her business. And Ayano, I'm sorry, Kisara reads off the exact memory that she had talked about. And Ayano's like, how do you know that? And she's like, I know everything about, about, um, about, uh, about Shu, all the memories of, of Shu I know, um, and everything he doesn't remember, I remember because I have them. And he's like, What? So they have a conversation over dinner, and basically Kasar admits to Ayano, like, hey, like Shu's using my power, I'm using Shu, but his sacrifice is his memories. Like he's they we've come to like the full the realization, like, hey, like he's gonna lose all of his memories of everything in order to like find out what happened to his family, and so this upsets Ayano. Ayano's like, you know, how could you do that? Like, how can you love a man who's not himself? And they're like, it doesn't matter as long as. And she's like, it doesn't matter as long as I see him like accomplish his objective. That's all like that matters at the end of the day, no matter what. And yeah. Ayano just can't disagree, or she can't agree with it. It is what it is. Throughout this process, basically, what's up, buddy? A new um a new demon cast gets set in and it's the wife of the, or the girlfriend of the old demon hazard. And she's a fucking crazy demon hazard. She's able to go through fucking uh, mirrors and slices up motherfuckers everywhere. Basically she's getting revenge on all the guys that did her man wrong. That ended yep. up you know, being his death. And so that leads us into episode five, episode five. Uh, basically the demon cast tries to attack Ayano. Kisara ends up saving Ayano, but the demon cast gets away. And then um, we find out basically that the demon, the demon hazard is trying to basically go after Ayano. That's the last person that she's trying to kill. Yep. And so they put her away in like, you know, some sort of what buddy? What? That's bothering me. 
um, and puts her away in basically some sort of like witness protection somewhere else on, in the city. And so she's, you know, whatever by herself, whatever the case is, blah, 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 blah. And Shu has a conversation with the detective and basically the detective buys him food, but confronts him like, hey, like, how did you know that information? Because that didn't get out into the public. Like, it was only 15 minutes. There's no way that 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 uh, leakers would be able to leak that information. So either you've got somebody at the very top or something else. And so basically he ends up admitting like, hey, you know, I'm using like some unknown source to get my intel. Stop, stop, stop. Don't fuck up my fucking chair motherfucker anyway you're using some sort of um um unknown like source source for that and more than and he started basically saying like hey so you know about the accident that happened right and he's like yeah it's in textbooks and stuff and they're like no the accident that killed your parents this is really what happened and he goes through an explanation about how um they basically treated like this infection like it was like a picnic and then some explosion happened in the mine sucked up everybody there and he was the only survivor but then over the course of time, in order to make sure that it wasn't some sort of like in, in order to the, the public not to know that demons exist, they blamed his father for some lax protocol or some shit or like suicide bombing or something, some crazy fucking mess. And so basically they blame his father for that accident happening. And so Shu's like good name is is turned to shit because of it. And so basically the detective's like, hey, instead of relying on someone you don't know or you can't see, why don't we rely on each other? Rely on me. You can see me. You can touch me. You can talk to me. And Shu becomes a little emotional. He's like, wow, you're going to really believe in me? And um, he's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. So they That's all getting... he ever wanted. <laughs> huh? That's all he ever wanted. That's all he ever wanted was someone to believe in him. And so you see Kassara drawing like this cute little fucking caption of him. Like, the, yeah, like, that, like a comic, yeah. Yeah, it's like a comic. It was kind of cute. Anyway, so the episode continues. Like some other shit happens with um one of the guys that they were chasing after. He ends up getting killed by somebody. Um, and that's inconsequential until probably the next episode when we'll find out more. But the second part, which is the more major issue, is um Shu ends up visiting Ayano in like this place. So but actually, let me back up. Um, Ayano gets a visit from her mom, mom drops off clothes and food, and they have a, a candid conversation about, you know, Shu. And they have a candid conversation about, you know, Shu's objective. And Ayano's mom lets her in on, you know, like some of the the the, the, the mental capacity behind Shu's, like, you know, do what he does. And he mentions, she mentions to her, like, yo, we'll never be able to comprehend what he's thinking or what he's going through because only he can understand what he's going through after that tragedy. And it's his responsibility and his duty to try and accomplish what he needs to accomplish. And, you know, we're just, you know, pieces of that, of that accomplishment in some capacity. And it opens up Ayano's eyes very much. And keep in mind, in the previous episode, she mentioned, like, oh, we're never going to agree. So I'm never going to interfere or let, I'll let, um kisara and um and shu like i'll let you guys do whatever you're going to do i'm not going to interfere i'm not going to do anything and yeah. so this was until shu randomly visits her and they have a conversation and they have a heart to heart a real heart to heart about stuff and shu mentions to um ayano like hey i'm going to tell you something that like i've never told anybody and ayano's like ah it's bullshit like that girl knows everything about you like she you know she steals your memories she's yeah. like no i'm gonna he's like i'm gonna let you know He's like, I think my sister's alive. And she's like, what? And so he ends up explaining, like, I've been having dreams about my sister for months. 
And the timeline of when he started having the dreams was a few months before he initially quit the uh, Ayano's agency. And they mentioned like, oh, maybe it's a possibility that Kisara is getting into your mind and fucking up your memories in some capacity. But I constantly have these dreams that she's reaching out to me. And so, you know, in one aspect, you can think like, hey, maybe she's a demon. On the other half, she might be alive, searching, begging for her to see her brother. Yeah. So at this moment, Ayano, because there's a rumor, basically, she can't be around people because um, eyes are reflections. And we find out, as we said, that the demon cast goes through reflections. And then she's a target. And she's a target. So she basically puts her hand over Shu's eyes and makes out with him. And I... It lets to... (laughs) She was like, what? And then uh, Ayano's like, this will be the last time. And so Ayano does it again. They start making out. They end up having sex. Yeah, which is crazy. They stripped, they fucked. They, stripped, they had sex. And then we cut to a scene where the demon cast is there. And we see the demon cast is there. And then we see Ayano, or no, sorry, we see Ayano try and run away. We don't yeah. see Shu anywhere. And we see Kisara come save Ayano. Ayano, and basically headbutt, she, Kisara headbutts Ayano in yeah. anger and was like, yo, I can't believe, you know, whatever. Like she's super pissed off that Shu fucked Ayano. Yeah. And so. Um, they have like a little bit of a back and forth argument, but then Kisara goes to like save the day. We see um Shu there, and Shu is like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry, whatever the fuck, da 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 da. Kisara's like, I'm gonna go all out, like I need your power. And he's like, What? And so basically she fucking bites his tongue, like makes him bleed, and yep. fucking sucks out as much power as he can from their little makeout session. She comes over, there's a battle that happens, and throughout this battle, as um Kisara, I'm sorry, as Ayano and Shu are you know together for a second ayano asked shu like hey about what just happened and she was like what happened and i it makes ayano very upset and she's like never mind shu goes hey stay here you're good me and um kisara will take care of it eventually the battle happens solid battle they win and that's that um the episode um goes into its credits um while the scenes are still playing and so the next day as Kisar is coming home from uh, picking up groceries for Shu, Shu is talking to the detective and he's smoking a cigarette somewhere else. And Kisar and a basically it was more of they found a dead end again. With the, they found a dead end again, yeah. But she, they basically said also like, "Hey, I've narrowed down the search significantly with your information you've given me, so I appreciate it." And then, as I said, they have, they have suspects now. <laughs> yeah, they have suspects, and so while this is happening, Ayano and um, Kisar have a conversation and. Basically, what I said previously when she said he didn't rec- remember what happened, I uh, what's it called Kisara sucked out that memory yep. from um, from Shu, and so Shu doesn't remember the last time he had sex with with Ayano, but Kisara knows. Kisara has it all in her head, sees everything, and it makes Kisara very upset. And Ayano has this like smug look on her face, and like you know, like and Kisara's like, I thought you said you never interfere, you never do anything, and she's like, Well, oh, he doesn't I'm remember. Not. I'm not, but he doesn't remember. And so, you know, basically, like you said, Matt, she basically is going to... She's making memories that she she knows Kassara won't like. Yeah. That way she can take those out instead of his old memories. Yeah, she basically said, like, hey, you know, like, I'm going to... I'm going to... You're you're not going to kill him. (laughs) You're not going to kill him. I'm going to keep butting. I'm going to keep interfering. And as you said, you know, basically replace the memories that you want with the memories that I'm going to give you. And all the memories that I'm going to give you are going to be memories that torture you because you love him but I'm fucking the man or I'm going to be with the man that you love because I love him too. Yep. And that was pretty fucking raw. That was great yeah. storytelling. I love, I, I love her. 
I love yeah, Kisar. I'm Team Kisar for sure. Or I'm sorry, not Team Kisar. Team Ayano. Yeah, I'm, I'm Team Ayano. Wrong person. Wrong person. My bad. Go, man. It's twelve thirty. Yeah, we're we're about done. So we're about done. Thoughts. Those are caps. What? I was gonna say the same thing. What are your closing thoughts? Great week. <laughs> Strong week. Etchy week. Lots of etchy. Sex and two shows. Yes. Lots of death. Lots of death. Death lots of flags. Funny. Lots of action. Funny. Yup. We got we got whatever category we had, it fit it. It was good. It was a good, good, good week, dude. No doubt. Zero doubt. Great week. Alrighty, uh, we talked our cake. We had our cake. Full of cake. We're tough. You can follow me on Twitter at Damon Phoenix12. Uh follow our Facebook, our, our Facebook. Facebook, huh? Eat the cake anime. Uh, join the group. Tell us where you how you heard about us to say uh talk to Cakey. Give us we'll give you a shout out. We'll say thank you. And uh follow our Twitter at Talk to Cakey. We have a link tree there where you can find your favorite local podcast, like I I fucking iTunes or whatever, whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're there. Yes. Twitch, YouTube. Search us up. You'll find us. Yeah, we're, we're on YouTube too. Somewhere. Yep, we're a live version of this. If you weren't watching now, you'll see us on video. You can see all our shenanigans. Yeah, we, we, got, we, got, we got video and audio on YouTube. Yes, we do. Uh, you can follow. Uh, we thank W2M Network for editing and hosting. And we want to thank Chairshot Radio for hosting us on their Chairshot Radio Network. Always use your head. And that's it for me. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at S-H-O-S-T-O-P-P-A-2-4. That's Showstop24. You can follow me on Instagram at A-I underscore Anime24. That is my anime Instagram. You'll find daily updates from me in terms of the shows that I've been watching, in terms of recaps and things of that nature, as well as other anime stuff that I may post. You can follow me on my podcast Instagram at podcast.senpai. Um, as Matt said, all of our socials have link trees so you can find all of our other endeavors. Uh, shout out to my man, Andy, with the MMA for Marks podcast. We're planning to start that up again pretty soon. Now that my friend has going to have good Internet. So hopefully we'll get that on the road. Um, I found out from my other buddy, B. Ronan, um, with the Orlando Tragics. You know, it's kind of not on our plans right now. He kind of does do it when he wants to do it. So you won't hear me plug that for a while. But shout out to him, I guess, for a final time. Um, you can check out my previous podcast with him on my link tree as well. Um, you can follow me on, on uh, analyst at, at analyst.co slash S H O S T O P P A two, four and nine show stop two, four and nine. And you can follow us also on our talk to Kiki Instagram. Forgot to mention that most important at T A L K T H E K E K I. That's talk to Kiki again with updates from our show on there as well. Again, as Matt said, reach out to us. We'll be happy to talk to you. Happy to shout you out. Happy to collab with you in some capacity. Just let us know you're listening. We appreciate that. We want to know that you guys give a shit because we do this for people that give a shit. Because, you know, and at the end of the day, if we're the only two that give a shit, at least we have some fun doing it. Even if we're dead yeah. tired right now, 1240 in the evening. Yeah. Morning. Whatever you want to say. All righty. Till then, arigato, onato, faku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan! Bye. Bye.